close the door <laughs> and we're hoping for the best. Yeah, it was very strange, but... Yes, tell us more about this pie party. That sounds fun. <laughs> back up! Back up! <laughs> Hi, we're the Reading Queens, and we're here to blab about our favorite books, why we love them, and the book boyfriends we wish were real. And we're back for another episode. I'm Valia. Hi. I'm Kay. I'm Hannah. I'm Joanna. Yeah, and we're here to uh, talk trope because this is our trope episode. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> I'm very excited, but first let's just do our little catch up like we do. So yeah, tell me about your life. That's all I want. I want to know. I had kind of a rough week, but I did have two wonderful things happen this week. Okay. Um, one is that I got to go to a pie party. Uh, which is as good as it sounds. So my <laughs> yes, yes. So my my sister-in-law's sister-in-law is starting a business where she's going to make pies and she's gone to culinary school and she's amazing and her name is Maggie and they're calling it Magpie which I think is oh, the cutest is thing ever. <laughs> oh cute. Um so they wanted to have kind of a kickoff and also like a testing to like trial out pies and I was like, well, I'm happy yeah. to volunteer to help with market research <laughs> obviously oh, you know how they taste i suppose i, I could fit that into my exactly schedule. exactly i like half invited myself along because it's actually more my <laughs> brother and his wife and their friends and i was like i've met some of them this seems fine i'm not like generally an extrovert but there was pie um and you know like yeah. covid i've been to a party in a while so this could be nice and it was lovely they had like tables all set up outside with flowers on them and it's like kind of out in the country and uh, there was like savory pies for supper and then sweet pies for dessert. Yum. And and I don't usually like cherry pie. Like I don't mind it, but like cherry pie, like whatever. And they made a cherry pie that's an old fashioned cherry pie. So it's like the whiskey drink in old fashioned. I might be the only one who drinks of us in this group. But it's like delicious. It's like whiskey and orange, a little bit of orange and has bitters, which aren't bitter, but it's like a flavor. And this actually tasted like it in cherry pie form, which was, I think, some sort of magic. I'm not sure. Um, <laughs> and just like they were all delicious, just delicious pies. She's very talented. So which one was your favorite? She's a great pie business. The, the, the cherry, cherry one. old fashioned one. Yeah. I was there. What about the savory? I want to know more about the savory So there pies. was a chicken pot pie. And like a shepherd's pie, but you know how shepherd's pie usually has mashed potatoes? This uh -huh. one was like actually pie crust, which I have to say I like pie crust a lot more than mashed potatoes. I <sighs> do not. So. so you would have been like, who wrecked this shepherd's pie? And I was like, I someone like, finally made a good shepherd's pie. I don't pie. know, though. Based on your review of the cherry pie, I feel like I probably still would have liked it. So Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, I think. It, and it's all cheese on top. Um, oh, I didn't actually eat that one, though. I just went for the chicken pot pie. I had already had supper at my mother's, but my mother, oh. who I love, is on a diet, and there wasn't quite enough supper, so I was like, I'm going to go eat a lot of pie. <laughs> <laughs> it's fine. Um, so, yeah, it was very fun. It was fun, and then we all, like, had to fill a feedback form, so, like, that was, like, the cost of coming to the pie party. There was, like, a big old form of, like, what you liked and what you didn't like and, like, market research on pricing and things like that, so it was pretty fun. Pretty fun. I had a lot of pie. I had like, I don't know, four pieces. Not like big pieces, but like lots of little pieces. And I I feel like I need to make friends with somebody. Right. Right. See, like I said, I, I don't even really know her. And yet I was still like, I could come along. My sister in law was like, Have you guys met? And she was like, 
Yeah, we chatted one time about your fantasy books and underwear and Instagram, and now I follow you on Instagram. <laughs> and I was like, that sounds like a reasonable conversation I'd have. I don't like, remember that's what I'm all about. talking about underwear, but I could see Instagram. <laughs> it could happen. I don't know. I love pie. <laughs> For my birthday every yes. year, I always request an apple pie because it's my favorite. What are all? I don't. I, I like cake, but I love. I love apple pie. I feel like I knew that at one point. I love pumpkin pie. I don't like pie. No, no pies. I don't like pie either. Not even like not chocolate person. pie or coconut cream. Yeah, I like chocolate pie. I think. I think <laughs> I the like only pie. pie that I really like is. I mean, doesn't even consider it a pie, but Village Inn has this uh, silk, chocolate silk or something like that. It's like that's a it's, pie. It's, okay. If it's in a pie, does it have crust, an Oreo crust? Because that's no. what I like is when it has an Oreo. Oh, well, then crust. I don't know if it's pie. <laughs> no, it's like regular crust, but it's like less sweet, and then the inside is like a chocolate mousse, and then it's like just a lot of um, what's it called, whipped cream and like chocolate flakes. Like I don't think of that as pie, but apparently it is. So maybe it's that is the crust. only pie I like. I mean, if you can put chicken stew in a crust and call it chicken pot pie then I'm i sure guess you do anything in a crust and it is pie i okay I, yeah i mean i, I like cheesecake but that's not a pie and i put that in a crust Does it doesn't that... have the same crust though that's it's a pastry, okay. crust. Kind of pastry crust, crust. Yeah. i see cheesecake is also sorry obviously sorry, amazing possibly better than pie but pie is awesome. i clearly do not bake a lot so <sighs> it's okay. i know nothing <laughs> you know what you like that's all right mm-hmm. um so I'm just gonna like continue to hog the microphone because the other okay. thing is that we hatched baby chicks this week. So hey. we like I think I mentioned before we were incubating eggs and then they hatched and there are nine little fluff balls and they are five days old. And my kids call it the pom pom stage. Yeah. And um, my middle kid was holding one, like, just, like, against her cheek. And she's like, I can't believe this isn't a dream. Oh, <laughs> oh that's And so I was like, cute. I know. I feel this anyway. That's adorable. Oh. So now they're out with, like, the mother hen. So we had a broody hen and, like, hatched some of them under her and half of them in our incubator. So they're all out there. And they're all, like, cute with their mama. And we go and check on them multiple times a day. And, and I took Instagram pictures with them because you have to. Well, duh. Yes. I, it's funny, though, because I have this picture of me when I was like, I don't know, like five or six, maybe. I, I actually can't remember. Maybe I was like seven. But anyway, we were at my aunt's in Ukraine. And it's a picture of me and like four of my cousins. And we're just standing all in a row in front of a house. And we each have just like a little chick in our hands. Aww. And it's just like, it's like a random picture that it's probably like the only picture from that time frame that I have now since, you know, we've moved mm-hmm. continents. But yeah, it always like I always think of that anytime somebody mentions chicks. I was like, yeah, I remember that one time. I have this one picture. That's adorable. <laughs> so cute. Yeah. Well, when I was little, I used to pretend that I lived on a farm and I would have to like go and feed the chickens every morning. <laughs> and it was these bushes that we have in my, <laughs> in my house. Did you like throw food into the bushes? <laughs> yeah well I mean like rocks or something okay. I don't remember I think I just took the bark or whatever was there and was like all right eat chickens you know <laughs> you know in Beauty and the Beast where she like throws the animal food I was just like very picturesque in my mind I'm like I need this in my life and Beauty and the Be- oh, at the beginning cute. when she was like whining about her life yes. and your life you have your life is perfect Belle like stop complaining <laughs> every time I watch that I'm like complaining but I think I've seen some memes about it like the baker with his bread like always he's like I've been up since 5 in the morning baking this bread 
like, yes, oh, I've seen fresh those. Baguettes every day, you poor soul. Okay, but to be fair, I do feel like her life was better by the end of the movie. Well, yes, I mean, yes. Living in a town to living in a castle with someone you love. Come on. Yes. It's better. It's better. But I felt it was very like this poor provincial life. And I'm like, you're not poor. And you live in the rolling hills. She's like lying in a meadow of flowers. Like, oh, my life. <laughs> <laughs> so terrible. Oh, I'm so clearly funny. a country girl. I was like, what are you whining about? Yeah, clearly. I'm like, oh, girl, you need some like big city living <laughs> to, to make you feel like... better. I understand. Well, I'm clearly a big city girl since I had to <laughs> pretend that the bushes in my yard were chickens <laughs> and feed them. <laughs> That's Would you funny. ever get real chickens now that you're an adult? No, because I don't – I am allergic to eggs, I think. Oh. I don't know. They make me throw up, so right. I don't so, know. Yeah, like your yeah, let's not. If it's, have much appeal. Yeah, if it's baked into a cake or something, I haven't noticed anything bad with that, but just – Surely cake couldn't hurt you. I, I'm just not an egg person. We'll put it that way. <laughs> makes sense. That's fair. Makes sense. I think it did help that I grew up in a – big city like St. Petersburg is like as major city as you can get but mm-hmm. my family like my mom's side of the family all are from Ukraine in a village so it's like that's where I would spend my summers so it's like I had both yeah. sides the best of both yeah. worlds yeah and also I like know that I would not want to live there yeah, well, <laughs> like, I mean I'm I don't want to be a farmer <laughs> yeah like, exactly being a farmer is a lot of work I want to draw pictures and write stories and do that but yeah. I'm happy to have my little chickens and my little garden and that's about as farmy as I get <laughs> makes sense makes sense does anyone else have excitement or is it just me Joanna <laughs> what thoughts do you have on small towns <laughs> not not none <laughs> 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 like, that's it. That was the conversation. Like, yeah, we're, we're good. Okay. <laughs> I, I, I'm a city girl. <laughs> yeah. I, I love it up by, um, up in the mountains in Huntsville, Utah. Like my husband and I have talked about like, mm-hmm. maybe living up there, but I have to be close to a good grocery a store. City. Oh, but we went to oh. Bear Lake. I mean, we have grocery stores. In the I know. No, I know. Okay. <laughs> I don't actually raise all my own food. So we went up to Bear Lake um, for a family vacation, and I've always said I wouldn't want to live up there because their grocery store was just this like tiny thing that was like super overpriced. But they built one, and it's like brand new and it's oh. big. And I'm like, okay, I'm there. I'm gonna. Move. <laughs> I'm now thinking this. <laughs> That's so funny. Okay, so my husband grew up in a very very small town. And it's so funny, this one time we were traveling somewhere, I don't remember where, and we were going through all these small towns, and we passed this store that was called the General Store, and my husband was like, <laughs> of it, kind of, oh, the General Store, and I'm like, that is bigger than Food Town, which is the name of the little <laughs> store in his small town, you know? I'm like, that Food Town is smaller than that, you cannot make fun of that. It's like, okay, good point. <laughs> It was funny. It's cool, though. I feel like I'm sort of a small town person because um, because of my husband. I sort of understand it mm-hmm, a little mm-hmm, bit because mm-hmm. of him. And I have to say there are definitely like some nice things about the small yeah. town thing. You know? It's a trade off. I always say like it's kind of like I've never been to a convention. We don't have museums. We don't have like culture in general. 
limited <laughs> restaurants. Uncultured. <laughs> As uncultured, hick. No, it's not that bad. But you know, like when I lived in the city when I was younger, like you could go to the opera and you could go, you know, like yeah. stuff like that. We don't have that stuff. I mean, they try sometimes, but the pool of resources is smaller. Um, but you just like, do you care more about that or do you care more about having space and being able to hike in the mountains every day? And so I'm happy where I am. I see the appeal, but I've tried it. And I am not. You'd have to take me kicking and screaming to make me move as into long, a city. See, I think as long as you've tried it. Like, people I who have, have a have. very hard, like, harsh opinion about, like, one or the other. And they, mm-hmm. like, look down on people who choose a small-time living or, or a small town or a big city living. But they, like, never tried it. Like, I'm like, you can't. You don't know. Like, I watched know. a couple movies. And yeah, it like, it's terrible. not the same. <laughs> like, yeah. Because I think even as I get older, I definitely get the the appeal of a small town a little bit more mm-hmm. um especially if you have like a family and you're like really settled in life but also like I just I'm still at that stage where I'm like I just want to travel like all over the place so mm-hmm. I don't think I could live in a small town because I would just feel like class like you can also travel <laughs> from a small True. town I know but I mean like I mean like you're not in the place that you live. No, I know. <laughs> but I'm saying sorry, the sorry. setting of it would be more claustrophobic than not. Okay. And this is this is coming They're just I know. You. This is coming oh, yeah. from somebody who lives in Phoenix and thinks it's too small. So you know what? Yeah, <laughs> I have opinions. My town has three thousand people and we call it a city and I'm like I think it's just like a random designation. Like you can call anything a city if you decide <laughs> you want to. Like this is not a city. Oh, that's good effort, guys. I would like to go travel and visit a bunch of small towns because I think, like, I love going on like a retreat. Yes, yes, Yes. I will. Yes, (laughs) I want to hike in your woods because you know they are lovely. (laughs) They're beautiful. (laughs) I love them. No, I always, um, I always like like the the picturesque cabin by the lake retreat Mm -hmm. or whatever you know whatever where you can like really spend time and I really want to do that for like a week or two weeks or three weeks, like a prolonged period of time. Mm-hmm. So you don't feel like you're like rushing and really get like the feel of like living. Cause in you got to have a little foresty writing retreat last week, right? I did. I back Your photos in... looked lovely. <laughs> yeah. It was, uh, it was back in July that right, I went and I've been posting pictures of it since then because you I took a, a lot of pictures. <laughs> I messaged her while yeah. she was on the trip, and I was like, you better be taking lots of pictures. Yeah. <laughs> it looks pretty. And I was like, yeah. And now that I'm, you know, I'm in the midst of the Beauty and the Beast foresty magical world, mm-hmm. I was like, yeah. this is perfect time to just make my Instagram as moody and, like, fantasy-esque as possible. So this is what's been happening. But, yeah, I really like I – just, I just like being away from my life, obviously, to write because then you just don't – you don't think about all the other things that you're like doing, you know, Mm -hmm. um, you can just really focus and create, but also like, I am not a morning person at all. (laughs) You guys know this. I like, I do just don't do mornings, but 
on the retreat, like I woke up at like 6.30 or 7 on my own without an alarm every morning. And I just like went outside and just sat out there and like just spent some, you know, alone time, some devotions and just some like creative writing outside of just writing. And like Mm -hmm. it just really refilled like that well. But also like I know I wouldn't be able to do that every single day, not where I am right now in my life, you know, where I like Mm -hmm. I would just be like, I need a museum and I need a Broadway musical and I need a movie. (laughs) Like, you know, so it's just I think like I'm at a point where I'm like, I just want to go visit, which is why I like love going to visit my friends. That's why it's called the retreat, right? Yeah, exactly. So I don't know. You just need regular ones, I think. Yes, I do need. I need multiple once a year instead of one every like two years. (laughs) But anyway, enough about me. We just need to have a Queen's retreat sometime. Sometime when I'm allowed to visit the United States again. Nobody's writing during that retreat. We yes. all know well, that. That's true. Who are we getting? Who are we kidding? Right? We're just gonna wear pretty dresses and crowns and walk around like princesses. <laughs> just and, kidding. Yep. yep. And Hannah's gonna bake for all of us. <laughs> yeah. There you go. And we won't sleep because we'll be talking all night. Yeah. It's gonna It'll be, be great. We'll I be can't wait. I'm always like, we should rent a castle. There's some castles in the U.S., isn't there? Oh my gosh. No, we should yes. we should uh, rent a castle in like Germany or something. Well, I mean, so yes, that would be more fun. <laughs> yes. I was trying to be handy for you guys, but I'll travel. I I will get out of US. Yes. <laughs> As we know, Valia likes to travel. <laughs> yes. I think I'm just getting really like just that that itch again. It's just like I'm I need to go. I just need to go, okay? I'm not even like a big traveler and I have that itch. Like if they tell you you can't travel for long enough, yeah, I guess that's true. I mean, I am going to visit my friend in Michigan in October, and I'm very excited about that because I'm actually going during the time when there's leaves on the trees. And so oh, she's no. just like, girl, I'm so excited. We get to go, like, drive over to, like, the middle of nowhere to see some leaves. And, like, she has some really beautiful picturesque areas, like, where she lives. So I'm like, I'm all there. I'm very excited. This is like I'm looking forward to it. To just a million pictures from that trip too. Yes, yes. Guys, prepare yourself. I'm gonna post those for like a Bobby's year. Instagram is turning into a forest world. I love it. I, it's just yeah. I love. I love like. I don't know. I just love getting back to photography in general because I just. I haven't in a really long time. Like taking pictures of anything but books. Which there's nothing wrong with that. I love books. But sometimes I'm just like, let me just be artistic, you know. So mm-hmm. anyway, it's fun. I like it. Well, anybody else have anything to say before I uh, divert us into our trope segment? <laughs> no, we're good. We talk about Vela. Moving on. Oh, yeah. Joanna, tell us how Vela is going. Should we tell everyone what it is first? <laughs> yeah, go for it. Remind just us. Talk no, about just talk it. about it. <laughs> <laughs> <Just kidding. laughs> They'll have to research on their own. I'm not on your own. So it's Amazon's platform for serial stories. And all of the, like, for every story, you can read the first three episodes for free. Okay, so I have a story on there. And Kristen has a story on there. And they're actually very similar. They both have Faye and fantasy and adventure and romance and all that. So yeah you should go check it out i'm very jealous that i can't read them because yeah oh right it's only available to those in the u.s we don't know when it'll be available for international and it's only available for people who have iphones but you can read it on 
a browser, your, your web, browser, web, mm-hmm. so you can read it that way. Yeah. So, but also, Joanna, you're fixing the whole people not being able to read it. Well, right? for my readers, have... <laughs> I yeah. I did a Patreon a few years ago and I discontinued it because it was just too much. But I just I just decided because I had some readers reach out that were frustrated that they couldn't access it because they were either out of the country or they had Android phones and couldn't access it. And so I've started my Patreon up again. Um, all my episodes have to be behind a paywall because right. that's the rules. Those are the rules. Yeah. That can, or Amazon Kindle Bella. Holy cow. I cannot talk today. <laughs> so it's, it's on there. If you want to read it, um, it's at patreon.com forward slash Joanna reader. So Easy. Yeah, I'll link that. Make sure so your, you'll have it. Oh yes, it ties yes, into your favorites. It ties right? into my favorites, <laughs> which I love. So I want. I don't know. I guess I'll have to join your Patreon. It it takes <laughs> you know it takes yes. place two generations before my Raven Court series, which Ooh. two generations is like thousands of years. So it's like right. I think like eleven hundred in like the human world. So. Do they go to the human world? Or is it just <laughs> Chris, Chris, well, <laughs> Kristen keeps telling me that I should have them go to the human world. I'm just like, that's just so much research. And but <laughs> there <it is>. <laughs> <laughs> she's like, that's the fun part to do all the research for it. So <laughs> question for you. <laughs> well, okay. So what's been fun about this? And I realized this last week because um I was trying, so I'm a plotter, like I outline my books, I, I have to, because with three little kids to sit down and write, I kind of need to know where I'm going because sometimes I get interrupted after like 15 minutes. So I can't just sit there and think I about it. You. I know. So, um, I, with this serial story, serial stories are written a little bit differently in that they're, they're kind of more continuous stories and they can be a lot longer. And I, I joined a group on Facebook, um, with a bunch of uh, what they call pantsers, like people that don't outline. And I've been like, yeah, like, like, like Paul, yeah. <laughs> and I've been getting some like tips and stuff from them. So anyway, when I sat down, I was like, okay, I really need to figure out where this Vela story is going so that I'm prepared to get, cause I have an episode that releases once a week, every Thursday, there's a new one on there. So I need to have an idea of where it's going. And I have like my um, Ravencourt series all outlined. And I know like all the scenes that I want and all of that. But when I sat down to this, it was like, I have a handful that I know where it's going right now. And I know what's going to be at the end of season one and the end of season two and the end of season three. But I didn't want to plan more than that, that I kind of wanted to see where the story is going. And so Mm. it was kind of fun to see that because Honestly, I've always wanted to write a serial story. I always have. I just, it just, I focused on novels first. And that was the reason yeah. why I started my Patreon in the first place a couple of years ago is because I wanted to do a serial story. I just didn't have the bandwidth for it at the time. But I figured that since I'm doing it on Vela anyway, might as well yeah. just have it available on there too. So anyway, it's been a lot of fun. How many episodes are in a season? Um, I don't know. We will see. Okay. I just, I just know like, I know like the big events and 
But the big yeah, yeah. thing that's going to happen at the very end is something that's already been mentioned in my Ravencourt series. So like I know okay. where it's going and I know like the the big events that are going to like break it into the different seasons. I just don't know how long it's going to be. Oh, I know where you're setting it then. <laughs> Hannah's like, mm, I know. <laughs> I was going through my head. I was like, what happened in the Ravencourt series history? Anyway, <laughs> well, now the re- listeners are going to have to read all yeah. of that because so, <laughs> yeah. they're curious. You know, hopefully, it'll bring like, um, hopefully, my like ebook readers, my book readers of the Ravencourt series will want to go read that and vice versa. So, yeah, but I, oh, I, I love it. I love this story so much. <laughs> That's, That's the best. So yeah. <laughs> Those always end up being the best ones to read, too. Like, when the author just loves mm-hmm. the story so much. Mm-hmm. Those are such good books. Yes. Oh, let me tell you That's what it's called. Yeah. It's called... Oh, yeah. What is it called? It's call. called Courting Faith Thieves and Crowns. And you should also check out Kristen's. Hers is called Elven House of Ivy and Bone. And they're... And hers doesn't tie into her no, world, does it? No, hers is, it, is like, different. Totally but hers has elves and magic and lots of action, and it's very fast-paced, and it's very good. Yeah. I'll link both of them so you guys can find them easily, and I'll have them on the website and stuff, too. So make sure – and Instagram. I'll link it everywhere, okay? You guys will be <laughs> able to find it. <laughs> so many things. I know. don't know what to do with them. <laughs> you have no excuse. Okay, no, I'm just kidding. Um, but I think the fun part of it is you can read the first three chapters and really, you know, find for yourself if this is a story for you or not. So it's like, I think it's really cool to discover new authors this way too. Like, you know, if you've mm-hmm. never read anything by Kristen, for example, you know, like you can check out this and see how you fit or Joanna or whatever. So I think um, you guys should all check Check it out. I mean, it's literally free, so <laughs> yeah. You really, you really have There's no, no excuse, excuse at this point. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. Okay, so speaking of books, <laughs> let's just uh, segue into the trope situation that we're so gonna. <laughs> I know, right? I'm so good at this. <laughs> okay, so for those of you who are new to our show, um, each week we pick a book with a specific trope without telling you what it is and then the following week which is this week we talk about it um and yeah this trope uh i feel like we had some questions about it last week when we were talking about it but we're just gonna dive into it and kay's gonna start us off and do you want to tell us what the trope is too oh yeah (laughs) (laughs) to say what the trope is okay uh it is dangerous games and competitions (laughs) so yeah Basically, I don't think any of us are talking about the Hunger Games. No. But yeah, just basically think of the Hunger Games. That's what kind of started it all, right? So um, my book that I read, I actually read the whole series, was Caraval by Stephanie Garber. Um, I really liked Caraval. <laughs> it was a fun one. And anyway, the concept is there's this week-long carnival like event and you have to the person who wins gets like a very special magical prize and it's all just like about whimsy and fun and magic but um the stakes are a little bit the stakes get kind of raised throughout the book where things from her life become part of the stakes too so that is cool and um 
Oh, just the ending was really good. I really <laughs> liked the ending. I liked all of it, but <laughs> I mean, it's I, it's funny because a lot of times I actually like the middle of the book more than any other part. Mm-hmm. But this one, I just felt like she really did a great job with the ending of Caraval. Um, I agree. And I think it's tricky with a book like that that's like based around like secrets and mystery. And sometimes when it's revealed, it's a letdown. Yeah. And that way it's not at all. Like, it's wonderful. Yeah, like, the reveal is amazing and everything's awesome. There's, like, reveals that you think are the reveals. <laughs> you know, it's cool. <laughs> she did a great job with it. So I really liked that. I also really liked um, the love interest. <laughs> He's like, okay, this is funny because Hannah and I were talking about this because she earlier on a previous episode of the podcast was talking about how legendary she likes the second book in the series. I love Dante. Book. Yeah, he's in my book I boyfriend did, harem. I did not feel that way. I liked book one better than book two, and I, as we know by now, it's just because of the love interest. He's like in book two, Dante is more of a bad boy. Definitely, it's fine, but that's just not my favorite kind of character. You know, I'm just not super into the bad boys. I'm like, ugh, you have too many problems for me. I just need to find he really more. is a lot of work. You know? In the end, you're I'm like, just... was Dante worth it? I don't. No, but right. I still love them. Is the yeah. second one about the sister? Which is fine. I've read Car- Caraval. Yeah. I just haven't read the whole series. And then the third one is both of them. It alternates okay. POVs. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, I really liked the love interest of book one. And um, I, I, I'm like, maybe this is a spoiler to say this. Maybe I won't say it. Anyway. Um, it's very, really it's very unique. <laughs> like the things like that's part of the, I guess, game. It's very unique. The things that are happening that. Yes. And the magic and too the is unique. And it's also like, it's lush feeling the whole thing. Like it feels yes. rich and it feels magical and it feels like something you would love to experience, even though. You're like, I don't know, at the beginning, they, like, tell them when they're going in, they're like, don't forget, it's just a game, nothing's real. And then you go in, and the whole book, she's just questioning whether that's true or not. You're like, is it just a game? Is it not real? (laughs) And you don't know until the very end, and I, I loved that. Like, it's not, like, I don't like books that are super, I don't know, like, depressingly intense, like, we're gonna die the whole time, necessarily, but I love the, just the uncertainty of it in this one. Well, because, of course, they say it's all a game, but there are Mm -hmm. things that are real. That's Mm -hmm. the thing, you know? And so you don't know which things are. Yeah. (laughs) So it's cool. Um, I was going to say something else, but I forgot. But anyway, it's very whimsical. It's also, I I guess I wouldn't call it dark, but, like, the conflicts are pretty serious, Mm -hmm. I guess. So I say it's whimsical, but it doesn't, it still has that, like, serious feel it's to like it. fluffy it's not fluffy whimsical <laughs> it's not yeah it's not fluffy whimsical it's more like it's dark carnival yes. feel yeah yeah like, which i think is also really interesting for this trope because like typically we associate like dangerous games with like competition right like that's like where mm-hmm. our minds go of like fighting for your life or like a tournament or something like that but this one is like different because like it's it's a whole thing that's like the whole book is just a it's like a puzzle that they're yeah, trying to solve yeah, yeah, and yeah, they see who solves yeah. the puzzle first so it's a competition in that like only one person can win mm-hmm. but it's not like all the other people like get slaughtered or something right <laughs> like, yeah they just no, didn't win nobody dies 
if they lose the competition, I'll say. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's not. It's not off the table, though. Yeah. I guess. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They're not meant to it's, die. It's not a, <laughs> yeah. like, punishment. If you lose, you don't die. That's not your punishment or anything, you know? Yeah. <laughs> anyway, but, yeah, there are there are some bigger stakes in it. And she's got that dress in it that, like, changes. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Based on her the mood dress. and, like, things. And it's, it's like a character of its I own. Know, it's, like, mm-hmm. almost too over the top for me, but I still kind of, it just, like, it suits the book really well. So I mm-hmm. love it. Yeah. And I felt like it suited the character, too. I liked Scarlet having the dress. It felt like that fit her more than her sister. So, mm-hmm. I mean, like, There's some pretty sweet dresses her... in the second book, too, though. Yeah. The... Yes, exactly. <laughs> Tella gets her own dresses that are very magical and beautiful, but they're just, I don't know, different. And she's got, you know, the dark hair with the white streak, which obviously means she's cool. <laughs> I would say this on the podcast because no, no one can see me. This is what my hair is. Um, but I always think whenever I'm, like, trying to make a list of, like, all the characters that have the same hair as me, it's really funny. Got is, there, is there a two? Um, Rogue has one too, right? The From Rogue? X-Men? Rogue from... Um, and uh, Aurora a white streak, from huh? Aurora Burning Books. She oh, has. I haven't read those. And then in oh, yes, of she Thorns, does. that's, like... Nathaniel's demon mark and the girl has it for a bit too. The like white streak. Oh yeah, that other book that I haven't finished. So I mean, um, these are cool books. Rose, Rose's cool book. Cool Rose's book too. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah Fay Away. Oh, oh, okay. I haven't read that one. It's, 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 is it like it's a reverse, one, but I think there's going to be another character with it like yours. Yeah. The other way around? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Who has it like yours, the dark hair with the white okay, streak. Well, yeah. moving higher up in my TBR because I keep thinking I want <laughs> to do the hair. <laughs> I keep thinking I want to do fan art reason. or like photo shoots or something with all these characters, but I haven't yet gone right. That would, be oh, cool. that would be cool. Be with all of them together. They're like, oh, you have to <laughs> I know. I was, again, I'm not saying I'm magical, but I'm not saying I'm not. How to get Hannah to read your books. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Duly yeah. noted. Uh, if you've a... ever thought about writing a book that you specifically wanted Hannah to read. <laughs> yeah. Put a character on the cover. We have an idea. Hair, um, I was going to say also Damia, which is an Anne McCaffrey from way back in the day. She's got a white streak. Oh. And I always thought it was really cool when I was younger and reading it, and then my hair turned into that. So... Did you make it happen with your magic? I'm yeah. not saying I did. I'm not saying I did. <laughs> <laughs> no that's comment. Like, <laughs> that, that's like the thing where it's like, I'm not saying I'm Batman, but no one's ever seen Batman and me in the same exactly. together. Exactly. So. <laughs> yeah, really prove it one way or another. So. Oh my goodness, that's funny. Okay, well, Hannah, you read a book this week that was different from the one that you picked and announced it's last true. week. This was bound to happen sooner yeah. or later. Yeah, it happens. I think I did that too, actually, at one point. Oh, but um, yeah, you did. Yeah, Hannah's gonna Hannah's gonna explain yeah. her reasoning for you guys. So don't like get confused. It is a different book, but I will also link in case you want to read it. So go for it. Yes. Okay. Yeah, I picked a book that I had started reading and then I had stopped reading. Because it was making me anxious because it was during the pandemic and it's like rather plaguey. And what was the, the book, book was to best the boys by Mary Weber. So oh, I, okay. I have like felt bad about only reading part of this book for multiple reasons. One of which is that Mary Weber seems like the nicest person on earth on Instagram. I'm like, she's so nice. <laughs> um, and I like the concept of it. And I just like, I want to like this book. 
But unfortunately, I once again this week was just having a lot of anxiety and I have to protect my mental health. And yes. a way I do that is by controlling what I read and what I watch. Um, and I know things that trigger me. And I honestly, I didn't even start reading it because I kept flipping through it and trying to find my spot and just like couldn't make myself read it. So I would still like totally recommend that book to people. I've heard it's great. Everyone seems to love it. That's so read it. Um, it just was not the book for me this week. And that happens. <laughs> it's been, yeah, yeah, it's been been a bunch of things like we've had COVID cases up in our area and um, I'm the part of BC where the wildfires are so bad that I can't see like I don't know I can see about 10 meters from my window <laughs> that's about all so these things make me not very happy um I got out of my funk yesterday by watching Mamma Mia 2 I was like you can't be sad and listen to Adam. <laughs> sure. yeah, it's one of my theories it's good philosophy it actually helped quite a bit um but I have a, a theory for ABBA, actually. Oh, but continue. Okay, no, no, quick. What's your ABBA theory? Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> so, <laughs> say that. Yeah. Okay, so back in Russia, when we had to do PE, which we had to do, we didn't have a choice. We just had to do it continuously every single day since you started school. But anyway, my teacher... When you had to do what? PE. I mean, we had to do that here, too. But, yeah. Well... Uh, no, when I came to America, you get to choose you if you can be PE if you needed to do oh. PE or you would just do it like once a week or something like it, it wasn't like an every single day thing for like hours. But anyway, anyway. Um, yes. <laughs> but anyway, when we had to run like our miles and we did it inside. So like during when it was like really cold outside, we would do it inside and when it was mm -hmm. warmer outside, which is not by much, but still we would like run the laps outside. But anyway, when we did it inside my uh teacher whatever he would always put on abba records like there was mm -hmm. like a huge old record player up in the booth up upstairs and he would like take out the records and he played and he would just play that for us the whole time we were running we're like running five miles and we're just like running around this <laughs> gym cool. and he would just play abba <laughs> the whole time and i think it's because it honestly made people happier to run <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Sure, like it was the most random thing ever, but like I can sing all the songs now because I was trying not to die. But I'm like, Mama Mia, here we go again. <laughs> anyway, sorry, continue. I love that. I think that should be like, if anyone's trying to get back into running, there's all these playlists, <laughs> just skip them, put on ABBA. Oh, I love it so much. Anyway, anyway, so I had to pick a comfort book, and I picked one I had read before and read it again. I'm about halfway through now. And that is The Scorpio Races by Maggie Stefalter. How do we say her name? Stefalter. Stefalter? Stefalter. Um, and I... I love this book for so many reasons. I see Joanna is like grinning over I'm, in the other corner. I'm mad Joanna loves this book. for not picking this one because I love this book. <laughs> She's like, how did I not think of this? And I'm like, good thing, because it's mine now. <laughs> She's I one of my favorite authors, book. so why did I think of She, that? <laughs> yeah. Well, and you did do one of her books previously. I did the Raven, the Raven the Boys. The Raven yeah. Boys, yeah. Which you have to share, great. Joanna. <sighs> it's what do I have to share? Uh, Maggie. <laughs> she has to share yes. Maggie. <laughs> oh, yeah. You can't have her all to yourself. Other people are allowed to love Maggie. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so... <laughs> Never mind. I'm gonna stop making comments. Continue. Back to you need to share. 
Because I belong to just you. <laughs> she, she's a bestseller. <laughs> Other people love her. Um, anyway, but can I just, oh, so I saw a, this thing that made okay, me feel okay. a lot better about just books and writing in general, that there was someone that posted one of her books and they're like, eh, not very good. So I'm like, okay, I love her and they don't. So if someone doesn't love mm-hmm, my stuff, yeah. that doesn't mean anything. It's not awesome. And yeah, it's yep. just, continue. Yeah. <laughs> it's a good point not everyone's I, I have it saved on my phone I screenshotted it because I think it was the, it was the <laughs> Raven boys that they were talking about there was like two people oh, like right. yeah, I didn't really like it not really a great book or whatever I'm like what that's like you know. so next time you get a one-star review I'm gonna you pull, just pull that, that up, up and and like, <laughs> hey you know what that was one of the first thing I think Beth Revis was the one who taught me this is you go to a Goodreads and you find your absolute favorite book and you click on that one star review rating and you're gonna see all these one star reviews and it's just like your favorite book you're like see it's not Mm -hmm. just you people just have different opinions and that if you that's like a good coping yeah. mechanism which, yeah which is why it. i screenshotted it i was like okay if this yeah. is one of my favorite books and this is what these people are saying i need to remember mm-hmm. this when i get those bad reviews of my own book and my husband i had do. him read the scorpio races and he like did read the whole thing but he thought it was kind of depressing and i was like this book is a comfort book for me i, I will admit it's not like perky <laughs> but Anyway, I'll tell you about the book. If you yes. have not read it, it's it is one of the only books that's a standalone that I'm not mad at for being a standalone. It is like mm-hmm. a perfect okay. standalone. I think part of that is the world building. It's um it takes place like in on Earth, on this island that doesn't actually exist, one presumes. I actually didn't look it up. I don't, I don't think, think it, it exists. And um, I don't know, I didn't also didn't research it. <laughs> And we're, we're all like just changing looks. They're like, oh. I don't think it does. I, I don't think it does. And it's got like kind it's like of Genovia, well, like Genovia. Yeah. Wait, like kind of like Genovia is not real. <laughs> Genovia, totally real. Oh, yeah. I'm just kidding. <laughs> You'll be the princess. I'm gonna find you. Yet. Okay. Okay. Sorry. Okay. This episode. Okay. <laughs> I can't believe I'm the one trying to keep you guys on track today. This I know. Sign of how bad it's gotten. Um. Okay, so there's this island. It's got, like, Welsh-Irish vibe. Um, we know it's not off the States because there's somebody who's referred to as the American. Okay, um, and it ha- they have cars, but you don't know. It could be, like, now or it could be in the 40s. You can't tell. It's just, like, a car and it's red. Um, so it's kind of like an island out of time. And it's kind of gloomy, rainy. And they wear a lot of sweaters. Like, that's as much you got for the world building, really. Most people who live on the island stay on the island. And then every fall, these water horses come up out of the water. And they are, like, based on Celtic mythology. And they are carnivorous and would just, like, bite your arm and drag you back into the ocean. So they think, we're going to race these. So (laughs) a bunch of the guys were like... They'll try and get, they'll try and like capture one of these horses and there's like some charms and tricks and things um, to get them. And then they spend a month training them and then they have the Scorpio races and they race them on the beach. So the thing is that it seems like you almost believe this island is real and that these water horses are real. They're just only there and you haven't heard about it yet because everything else is so grounded in reality that it... Like, it's completely believable. You're like, of course there are 
carnivorous water horses. Like, why wouldn't there be? It's totally normal. <laughs> um, so there's, I love that. I love that because it just, yeah, it's, she's so good at magical realism as like having the real world and then just shifting it just like this tiny little bit so that you, I don't know. I love it. And then we have two characters and one is Puck and her name is Kate, but no one remembers her name. Um, she's been called Puck since she was little. She's, she's there with her younger brother and her older brother because her parents got killed by these water horses when they were out on a fishing boat. So she hates them. She thinks they're terrible. Um, but she wants to enter the Scorpio races, um, partly for the money and partly just to piss off her older brother, as far as I can tell, <laughs> because he's saying he's going to leave and go to the mainland, which I have to say, like, I feel betrayed by, as like, <laughs> that any, like, older brother would be like, see you guys, you can fend for yourself. They're only, like, 14 and 16 or something. So she's mad, she's going to enter the races, and she thinks she can do it. Like, she goes down and, like, looks at all the water horses and talks to them, and she's like, I can't do it. So she decides to enter her horse, Dove, who's just, like, a normal horse. And she's going to race her horse against all these carnivorous water horses on the beach. And then the other character is Sean, and Sean is, like, the horse boy who works for a big stables, and... He has this water horse that he loves named Cor, and it's like his whole life, but it's not his horse, and he can't afford to buy it. And he saved up his whole life to try and get this horse, and the guy won't sell it to him because he wants him to stay and work for him still. And they come in the end to the agreement that if he wins, he gets his horse, I believe. I haven't got to that point yet, but that's what I remember, <laughs> Joanna. Yeah. I think so. So they both have, so they're both going to race, and it's like, that's the setup, and it's this story of like, them learning like the racing stuff and spending time like he's won the last four i think like, he's good um so like they fall in love and it's super sweet and i love sean because he like when it's his point of view there's all these times when he's going to say something it like says what he would say but he doesn't because he just doesn't feel like talking to people so it's like he's like very introverted and very like stoic but you get to see like exactly how he's feeling and what he would say to everyone and then when Puck meets him, you, like, know what he's like inside. So it's, like, even though he's, like, super stoic, you can feel it. Um, so I was trying to decide, like, why I love this book so much, apart from the fact that it's incredibly well-written and lyrical and wonderful. And it was, like, bringing me back to, have you guys seen The Man from Stowey River? Did you watch that when you were younger? I don't think oh, I have. Oh, I feel like I've seen that. When Dear I was really listeners, little. has anyone seen The Man from Snowy River? I swear that was one of my first fictional crushes, was the kid in, or well, the boy, man, whatever. He's the man from Snowy River. He's like a coming-of-age thing, right? And it's another, like, horse boy, and he, like, has to get these Mustangs, and, and it's in Australia. And I, I loved horses when I was younger. I, I mean, they're still awesome, obviously. But... So it brings out, like, the horse-loving child in me and then also the one that had a crush on Jim Craig and the man from Snowy River. Please, someone in Instagram, <laughs> tell me I'm not alone. This movie made a big impact <laughs> in my life. I remember watching it and, like, feeling things. Like, <laughs> anyway, I don't know how old I was, like, 11 or something. I was like, whoa. Um, I have one more thing. Oh, and I was also going to say, if you think carnivorous horses are fun, um, we also have these in Joanna's books. She yes. took similar mythology. And I love yours because yours are like dangerous when you're they're wet. And then when yeah. they dry out, they're like pretty chill. And yeah. they can run on top of yeah. water. Yeah. So, so um I love that in your books. When Maggie wrote this book, the, her um 
I think they're called Kapolishka. Her carnivore swatter horses, they're based off of um, fairy horses. And when I first started researching for my face series, I bought a fairy encyclopedia. And there's actually lots of different types of water horses. And mine are called Kabalushtis. So a little bit different. And I kind of took a twist on it and changed them a little bit. But they're based off of like, actually, (laughs) they're based off of real, (laughs) real myths. So yeah, and and it was because of that book that I needed to have water horses in mine. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I love it. I love it. Even though they're a little bit we different, have, I think I think Maggie's are okay. a little bit more dangerous, like quite a bit more dangerous than mine are. They are. Yeah, yeah. I mean they're ripping people's arms off and killing dogs and stuff. Um, but that's kind of it. The fact that Sean loves his horse so much and that it, the like carnivorous water horse actually loves him back is beautiful in the book because you're like anyone could be loved by a normal horse but i don't know it's it a horse if you like horses it's wonderful <laughs> cool with a twist oh and national velvet you guys watch national velvet when you're kids these are my like horse oh, i'm alone here i was the only horsey child apparently there's a lot of them out there it's fine it's fine i wasn't like that i feel either. bad <laughs> i um like <laughs> a lot, but you know, <laughs> not growing up in a small town, I don't think I back to the small town thing. I didn't have them. a horse. I rode them at summer camp. That is cool. Well, that's cool. So that's I loved that. But I had a horse that I rode like once because it lived in Ukraine and I lived in Russia. <laughs> they're like, but it's your horse. Yeah, that's basically every time I go, get, go visit for the summer, they're like, look, it's your horse. I'm like, oh, it's still here. <laughs> <laughs> I would have jumped on that idea if I was a kid. Like, yeah, that's my horse. It's awesome. No, no, I, cl- I claimed the horse. Yeah. I did. But like, I, I was a kid. Like, I couldn't do anything or whatever. Yeah. Like, I was a, a city girl. I'm like, okay, cool. I'll pet it. <laughs> like, <laughs> what am I doing with this? Anyway. But I love it. So, Joanna, let's talk about your book. Okay. Which you had to read because you didn't think of the Scorpio races. Exactly. (laughs) But I really liked this book. So I'm excited to talk about it anyway. So I read um, The Princess Trials by Cordelia Castell. And it's it's a dystopian that takes place like in the far future. I think it takes place here like on earth but it's in the far future like there's mention of places in the united states but it um nuclear war has like devastated the land it's all deserty and there's not much water but there's this um this kingdom that kind of controls everything so the main character her name is zia and she lives she's a harvester And like, that's her job, like her whole family, that's their job is to harvest food, basically to be sent in to the inner parts where like the rich people are, they call, they call, so it's like a caste system where there's different echelons. Anyway, so she is a part of this like underground revolutionary group and they want her to enter what's called the princess trials. And what the princess trials is, is it's kind of like the bachelor bachelorette. It's kind of like the selection where they have 30 girls 
from all over trying to compete to win the hand of the prince, which is kind of the plot of like the selection. But the difference is, is that it's not just like wearing pretty dresses and eating fancy food and going to balls. It's doing these trials that are kind of like the Hunger Games where they're okay. like super deadly. So <laughs> they have to like traverse. High yeah, high, super high stakes. And like half the time the prince isn't even involved in this, but her job is to go like undercover to find routes into the palace so that the like revolutionaries can kind of take over. Okay. And there's a sort of love triangle because she's she's had a crush on this guy forever and he's like the leader's son and he's like trying to pump her up like you can do this and afterwards we can be together and blah 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 but then she meets the prince and he's a sweetheart and Uh (laughs) he kind of likes her and so anyway I've I've read the the first two books in the series and I love it so I will continue reading it. But as I've been reading it, I've noticed, and I didn't say this before, but my Vela story, The Courting Fae, Thieves and Crowns, it's um, a mix between The Selection and Throne of Glass. And it also has elements from The Princess Trial. So that's another comp for it. But anyway, it's, it's really good. It's a good Why did, that just, just sounds like a Joanna book. Like, it yeah. does. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> love triangle, The Bachelor. Yeah. Yes, <laughs> plus all the maybe that's why I love this story dying. so much. <laughs> yes, <laughs> that's really yeah. cool. I think we've like mentioned somebody was reading it maybe before or we, it like, was recommended. It. Oh, okay, it was you. It was yeah, me. so I like have it on my list to read, but I'm just like not you know me and my TBR list are forever fighting. <laughs> I know. Um, <laughs> so. But that's so that sounds fun. Yeah. Yeah. So the the comps for it, it says it's perfect for fans of the Hunger Games and the selection. So it's kind of like a mix between the so Yeah. I like I mean I like the high stakes competition thing. So like I'm not a big fan of the Bachelor Bachelor. Like I will Because no one dies. (laughs) I just I don't know. I'm like (laughs) I'm kidding. No, but I think I really like the fact that they have to do other stuff. You know, like <laughs> instead of just like smile and pretty dresses and try to have a conversation, but like, get to know each yeah, other, like yeah. actually, like let's you know battle it out or whatever. Can you know if someone <laughs> really loves you if they're not if willing not to battle? battle <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so unrealistic. To just you guys have them get have conversations okay. and fall in love. <laughs> yes. So what we need is like. Is is it true love if there's not fighting yeah. involved? You mean like that I don't mean fighting with each other. I mean weapons with an enemy. Yeah. <laughs> like American Gladiator and like combine them into one show. That is what I expect of my future. <laughs> <laughs> for me, okay? <laughs> oh my goodness. That's really funny. Yeah. Uh, so I'm going to talk about my book now because it kind of like falls into the same category of like a televised competition show. Um, we have we have a theme here. No, because I think it's like really interesting because a lot of dystopian I know has the the competition aspect, right? Because you're trying to better your position in life, right? Mm-hmm. Like uh, with, I mean, obviously the Princess Trials kind of does the same thing as mm-hmm. the Hunger Games. Like you get that like status and you get all that stuff. Um, yeah, I didn't so- mention that, but it is televised. So everyone's watching. 
Okay, yeah, that Ooh. makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so I read the uh the, the Hunger Games. I read the Fairy Games, uh, <laughs> by Michelle Maddow, and it kind of has like the same aspect, except it's uh Greek mythology that's involved in it. Um, and so um, Selena Pierce uh, lives on an island of Avalon, and it's like this magical place where like everybody has magic except for her. <laughs> And she is the daughter of the king and queen of Avalon. So there's like a lot of pressure on her not having uh, magic right off the bat. But she like feels like she's never fit in or anything like that. And then um, she's like not allowed to leave the island. Like it's like a like a huge statement from the beginning that you cannot leave the island. And that's all she wants because that's all she's ever known. And it's obviously hard for her because she's doesn't have magic and she lives in the magical island but anyway that's her poor provincial life uh, yes exactly <laughs> <laughs> perfect yeah live on a magical island quick complete. yeah exactly. <laughs> basically uh, i i would that's fair though why she wouldn't want to yeah, yeah it's just i, I mean just, i, I would understand why it's weird yes um but anyway so she meets uh this mysterious julian and everything kind of changes because she or he actually drags her through a portal uh, that ends up in a fae. So she like ends up in fae. And yeah, um, there's like a mystery of why she doesn't have magic actually. And then, of course, of course, right? <laughs> why not? <laughs> and then she has to compete in the annual fairy games, which is a televised reality show competition where half bloods fight to the death. Um, and she has to like, make friends and figure out what's going on with her and see if like she can trust Julian who like technically has betrayed her already by dragging her into this world. Right. <laughs> oh. uh, but now like he's part of the competition too. And so like you have to like, I mean, you have to make allies in order to uh, per like continue on and stuff. And you get like blessed by a um Greek god when the beginning of the show and like they they give you the like the power, whatever god gives you the power that you can use during the show and um so she gets one. I don't know if I should say what it is. It might be spoiler. <laughs> I'm like trying to. I'm like I'm trying to think if it was like a big... it's always. I always hate that when you're like about to say something and then it's like wait. Yeah, I was like wait. wait. Okay. Never mind. You'll just have to read it. Yeah. So anyway, it's like okay. So this is like super fast paced, right? Michelle is like known for her very fast paced, very like um, fast books, and it's this is no. It's not. It's no difference. I like flew through this, and it does uh, deal with the Greek mythology, which I love Greek mythology. So it's like really mm -hmm. fun to just like read more of it um, in a different setting, obviously, and stuff. But it, like, if you like like Hunger Games or like even Percy Jackson, like this was like a good, very fast paced book. And there's five books. It's a complete series, so like you can really binge it really fast. Um, and it's finished. Yeah, right? it's finished. Yeah. And I do like the concept of like games to not just just like not only to succeed in your world, like in the sense of like Hunger Games where you like get, you know, a better position or whatever, but just like actually competing for like the gauntlet or whatever. You know what I mean? Like actually like a physical thing that they have to win. I think that's like a really fun 
aspect. Like I want to write like a game into <laughs> my Do books just so they can like. Do it. There's nobody like nobody dies like as a punishment, but they can in the thing, you know, and it's just like a I don't know. I think it's just really fun. Like I love like like I love stuff like that where it's like you have to outwit your opponent. <laughs> What's well, even like, like the things. fourth Harry Potter was always my favorite. The, Is that the goblet? Gob- yeah, the goblet of yeah, fire. That's my favorite. Right? That's my favorite. Yeah. It's- like that one's not my favorite. Well, <laughs> fine. <laughs> I did like the fourth one a lot. Because I, uh, I, I love the competition in that one. And yeah. you can and that's the same, like, even though it's um for a bit of a younger audience, you can die and someone does die. Well, and that's where those. everything turns. It's yeah, yeah and yeah. that's when Harry yeah. Potter's not for kids anymore. Yeah, yeah that's like the first The yeah, stakes go up. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly for the whole series. Yeah, but I do think it's like it's just the whole concept of games is really fun. I remember when we did like the dystopian genre, um, I read the testing and the Mm -hmm. that trilogy was really fun for me because it had the mental state, like the mental uh, competitions as well as just like physical competitions so I really like when there's like just more than one you know like there's not just like physically like you have to like climb a wall like if you're doing like a Spartan race or something or I don't know you know but like when you have something else so it like adds to it I guess yeah that's cool besides puzzles and things there are other ones that's cool I like that kind of have that in Divergent too a little bit yeah Uh, yeah kind of yeah so those are like my favorite types of like games and stuff which i think like car carval is fun because of that like it's not just like it's not a physical game that they like i mean yeah there's like some stuff but it's not like i don't know you know what i mean some of it's (laughs) riddles and some of it's playing games and finding clues and all that yeah exactly so yeah, that's that's what I read. That's that's what we got. Uh, good books, but we have some recommendations as well. If you want more, so Kay, you have a book for us. I'm recommending Trial of Thorns by Stacy Trombley. Uh, this one also is a lot like The Hunger Games, but it has Fay, which I love. <laughs> of course, we all love the Fay. Uh, this book was really cool. It has really high stakes. Um, the main character is, it's like her only chance to not be banished anymore if she wins. But the other guy who wants to win, he has a very compelling reason for wanting to win also. But only one person gets to win. So it's pretty intense. And um, they hate each other. Let's go. And, and they, they have to work together other. part of it. You're like, yes. Oh, true. Yes. yes. <laughs> it's so good. So good. <laughs> so it's really fun. It's... um. It's kind of, yeah, just read it, all right? Then you'll know what I'm talking about. <laughs> it's a great one. There you go. Hannah, what about you? You had two books, right? That you I did. To you didn't think of one, so I thought of two. It's true, because I'm terrible at doing homework, but continue. I mean, it's fine. It's fine. I have mentioned before that I had been reading Shadowfall by Audrey Gray, but I didn't officially recommend it. So um, this is also one I couldn't read right now. If you're an anxious person, wait until you're in a good mood. Uh, cause it's pretty brutal, but it's super fun. If you love the, you know, hunger games, dystopian fight to the death, as we've discussed, um, this is like in a world where 
to start with, everything's been a mess for a while. There's a class system and revolutions and crap. And then also an asteroid is hurtling towards the Earth and has been for a while. So they've been seeing it coming and they're like, we're all doomed. <laughs> um, so they've made this space station that the Emperor and his like chosen happy people get to live on the space station and not, you know, die when the asteroid hits the Earth, which I only take up part of it, but then there's dust clouds. It's just, you know, it's a mess. So they're having these trials, and if you win the trials, which are televised, blah, 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 fight to the death, puzzles, things, uh, you get to go <laughs> be on the space station and not okay. be dead. You know, die. <laughs> um, I mean, some of them might live. They got put in, like, you know, they, like, stuck them in these little things. They're supposed to protect them, and anyway, but... Better to be on the space station. And then this... Well, have you ever read Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy? Yeah. I have watched the movie. <laughs> it was a while ago. <laughs> oh, the movie. Oh, the movie. <laughs> there's, a, there's a part where, like, the Earth is going to, like, be destroyed, and they make these three spaceships to go send off to another place. And they, like, put all of the... Um, like the doctors and the scientists and like the really smart people right, the best in, the, of humanity. in the best of humanity in the first ship and then they put all of the like the lawyers and the oh, I can't remember like all of like the the middle people the bureaucrats the bureaucrats and all of them all the government people in the second ship and then third shift they put all of the like service workers like the food handlers and the custodians and all that and they send off the second ship first to go like be the trailblazers and they're like just kidding <laughs> we don't need those people anyway and anyway it's just funny send them off into oh. space and that's how they get rid of all of these people that all of the government people <laughs> and the bureaucrats and all of them and it's a funny oh, book guys it's supposed to be it's funny it's a hilarious book <laughs> Anyway, anyway, this book is much less funny. <laughs> um, the girl's name is Maya, and she gets um, her and this guy that she can't trust, blah, 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 um, get put, um, like, planted by the rebels into this trial. So she's like, also, you know, like, it's a trial, you could get a spot on the space station, but they're really trying to bring down the Emperor, so... There's plots within plots. Ooh. I always think, like, Hunger Games is bad enough. Now imagine <laughs> asteroid hurtling towards Earth in, it says on the thing, in exactly 552 hours, an asteroid will end life as we know it. <laughs> You're like, so that's cool. Um, <laughs> it's very fast-paced. If you, like, just want a fast-paced, bingy, slightly violent read, then you would like it. <laughs> More than slightly violent. Fairly violent. <laughs> Perfect. Okay, and the um, other book? <laughs> the other book is, I'm getting there. I was bringing it up on Goodreads. So the other one, I it's been a while since I read it, but I did really enjoy it. And it's The 100th Queen, 100th Queen by <laughs> Emily R. King. So that was my problem. I was reading both lines at once. And this takes place in a fantasy world that's kind of based on ancient India, ancient Sumaria sort of thing. And... Um, the Raja has 99 queens and he is holding trials for his hundredth queen and you have to battle all the other 99 queens, I believe, and all the courtesans to like find your placing in it. Um, so that okay. was fun. And, 
And he goes on, like, there's four books in the series, and there is, like, magic and revolutions and forbidden love. We always love a good revolution. All these things. <laughs> so it's not like she's just like, hooray, I'm so excited. I want to be part of a harem. I'm going to battle my way. <laughs> she doesn't have a choice, and she's not down with it. And, of course, falls in love with someone else, which is forbidden. And... Love it. Yeah, it's a good time. <laughs> All right, Joanna, you had a book. Yes, I'm going to recommend Kay's book. Whoop, whoop. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> the Elements of the Crown. Um, this this is a epic fantasy, young adult fantasy series that is complete. And she released it as novellas first, but now it's bundled into three books. Correct? Yes. yes. So, um, main character... She attends an elite academy, and the world building is amazing in this because Kay is really good at world building. <laughs> True. <laughs> but the the main character she had, um, they they deal with elemental magic like fire and water and things like that, and she has to go through these trials to try to become the most powerful student in this academy to make her life better and there's some really fun uh trials in it like games in it there's like a I remember the like a board game that she has to do and there's a maze and one of my I love a good maze yes <laughs> one of my favorite parts was when the main character in the love interest made this like it was like ice and fire tree that like melded together so cool. Mm-hmm. Anyway, yes. <laughs> it's the best. It's, it <laughs> I'm not biased. <laughs> when I think of those books, that's what I think of is that scene. Mm-hmm. So that's cool. what I think of too. <laughs> <laughs> that's because Hannah did an illustration of that scene. So <laughs> very bingy, which is amazing. Very bingy, and it's the series is complete, so you can read it all. It's great. I love that the queens have just like so much to choose from if you guys want to read any of the books <laughs> that we've written. Um, but yeah, so if you ever want to pick up any of the books we're discussing, I do have a bookshop page uh, set up and the list for this episode will be under this episode's title and number. So make sure to check that out. It'll be linked in the description and on our website and in Instagram because I link things everywhere. We have discussed this and <laughs> and yeah. And now kind of an, an announcement. Oh my gosh, kind of an announcement time. <laughs> Let me see if I can talk, but uh, we're just springing this on you guys, but this is officially the end of season one. Yay! Yay! <laughs> Yeah, I'm really excited. Uh, We're doing things a little bit differently starting next week. Uh, So yeah, don't worry, we're not going anywhere. There's no... It's not one of those things where they say it's the end of season one and then two years later, you're like, are you going to release another episode? Do not be concerned. Exactly. We will be back next week as usual. And you've had already had a taste of like the fun we're having on the podcast in our bonus episodes. Um, So we'll just be doing a little bit more of kind of unscripted and crazy and having discussions and doing special interviews. And oh my gosh, you guys, it's going to be fun. And I'm very excited. And yeah, so you'll have to be here next week to uh, hear what's going on because we are not going anywhere and we're doing more stuff. So yeah, yay. I'm excited. (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, before we go, uh, let's talk about what everybody's reading 
this week. So Kay, what's on your TBR? So I started this one a little while ago, but I just had to read other things. But I'm going to finish it this week. House of Salt and Sorrows by Erin A. Craig. Nice. Hannah? Um, Well, I need to finish the Scorpio races because now I started my reread and remembered that it's my favorite. And (laughs) I am also reading Reign of Magic by K.M. Shea. which is fun because her the last book in the series is coming out in like four days. So we'll see. Okay. Joanna, what about you? I I am been reading and I'm still reading and I'm not just reading. I'm like digesting this book <laughs> because it's so much. I'm reading The Starless Sea by Erin Morgenstern. Okay. Rachel Huffmeyer and I did a buddy read back in July and – I recommend that book reading with a buddy because there's a lot to digest. Like I said, I'm still digesting that book. (laughs) Okay. Good to know. And I will be reading, I just got this in the mail, actually, The Inheritance Games by Jennifer Lynn Barnes. So I'm very excited. Speaking of games. I'm interested in that one. You tell me how it is. I'm very excited if that is. But yeah, um, thank you for listening to The Reading Queens. Uh, Before you go, please take a moment to leave us a review and follow us on your favorite podcast platform. And then stay tuned for next week. Happy reading. Bye. Bye. It was very strange, but... Yes, tell us more about this pie party. That sounds fun. (laughs) Back up! Back up! (laughs) Hi, we're the Reading Queens, and we're here to blab about our favorite books, why we love them, and the book boyfriends we wish were real. And we're back for another episode. I'm Valia. Hi. I'm Kay. I'm Hannah. I'm Joanna. Yeah, and we're here to uh, talk trope because this is our trope episode. (laughs) Yay. (laughs) I'm very excited, but first let's just do our little catch up like we do. So yeah, tell me about your life. That's all I want. I want to know. I had kind of a rough week, but I did have two wonderful things happen this week. Okay. Um, One is that I got to go to a pie party. Uh, which is as good as it sounds. So my, <laughs> yes, yes. So my my sister in law's sister in law is starting a business where she's going to make pies, and she's gone to culinary school, and she's amazing. And her name is Maggie, and they're calling it Meg Pie, which I think is oh, the cutest is cute. thing ever. <laughs> oh, cute. Um, so they wanted to have kind of a kickoff and also like a testing to like trial out pies, and I was like, well, I'm happy yeah. to volunteer. Help with market research, <laughs> obviously. Oh, you need to know how they taste. I suppose I, I could fit that into my exactly, schedule. Exactly, exactly. I like half invited myself along because it's actually more my <laughs> brother and his wife and their friends. And I was like, I've met some of them. This seems fine. I'm not like generally an extrovert, but there was pie. Um, and you know, like yeah. COVID, I've been to a party in a while. So this could be nice. And it was lovely. They had like tables all set up outside with flowers on them, and it's like kind of out in the country. And uh, there was, like, savory pies for supper and then sweet pies for dessert. Yum. And, and I don't usually like cherry pie. Like, I don't mind it, but, like, cherry pie, like, whatever. And they made a cherry pie that's an 
old-fashioned cherry pie. So it's like the whiskey drink in old-fashioned. I might be the only one who drinks of us in this group. But it's like delicious. It's like whiskey and orange, a little bit of orange and has bitters, which aren't bitter, but it's like a flavor. And this actually tasted like it in cherry pie form, which was, I think, some sort of magic. I'm not sure. Um, <laughs> and just like they were all delicious, just delicious pies. She's very talented. So which one was your favorite? She's a great pie business. The, the, the cherry, cherry old-fashioned one. Yeah. I was there. What about the savory? I want to know more about the savory So there pies. was a chicken pot pie. And like a shepherd's pie, but you know how shepherd's pie usually has mashed potatoes? This uh-huh. one is like actually pie crust, which I have to say I like pie crust a lot more than mashed potatoes. I oh. do not. So. so you would have been like, who wrecked this shepherd's pie? And I was like, I someone like, finally made a good shepherd's pie. I don't pie. know, though. Based on your review of the cherry pie, I feel like I probably still would have liked it. So Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, I think. It, and it's all cheese on top. Um, oh, I didn't actually eat that one though. I just went for the chicken pot pie. I had already had supper at my mother's, but my mother, oh. who I love, is on a diet and there wasn't quite enough supper. So I was like, I'm going to go eat a lot of pie. <laughs> <laughs> it's fine. Um, so yeah, it was very fun. It was fun. And then we all like had to fill a feedback form. So like that was like the cost of coming to the pie party. There was like a big old form of like what you liked and what you didn't like and like market research on pricing and things like that. So it was pretty fun. Pretty fun. I had a lot of pie. I had like, I don't know, four pieces. Not like big pieces, but like lots of little pieces. And I I feel like I need to make friends with somebody. Right? Right? See, like I said, <laughs> I, I don't even really know her. And yet I was still like, I could come along. My sister-in-law was like, have you guys met? And she was like, yeah, we chatted one time about your fantasy books and underwear and Instagram. And now I follow you on Instagram. And I was like, that sounds like a reasonable conversation I'd have. I don't like, remember that's what I'm all about. talking about underwear, but I could see Instagram. it could happen. I don't know. I love pie. For my birthday every yes. year, I always request an apple pie because it's my favorite. What are all I, don't, I, I like cake, but I love, I love apple pie. I feel like I knew that at one point. I love pumpkin pie. I don't like pie. No, no pies? I don't like pie either. Not even I'm like not chocolate person. pie or coconut cream. Yeah, I like chocolate pie. I think I think <laughs> I the like only pie. pie that I really like is, I mean, doesn't even consider it a pie, but Village Inn has this uh, silk, chocolate silk or something like that. It's like that's a it's, pie. It's, okay. If it's in a pie, does it have an Oreo crust? Because that's what I like is when it has an Oreo crust. Oh, well, then I don't know if it's pie. (laughs) No, it's like regular crust, but it's like less sweet. And then the inside is like a chocolate mousse. And then it's like just a lot of, um, what's it called? Whipped cream and like chocolate flakes. Like, I don't think of that as pie, but apparently it is. So maybe that is the only pie I like. I mean, if you can put chicken stew in a crust and call it chicken pot pie then I'm I sure guess you do anything in a crust and it is pie I <laughs> okay I, yeah, I mean I, I like cheesecake but that's not a pie and I put that in a crust Does it doesn't that... have the same crust though that's it's a pastry, okay. crust. Kind of pastry crust, crust. Yeah. I see cheesecake is also sorry obviously sorry, amazing possibly better than pie but pie is awesome. I clearly do not bake a lot so <sighs> it's okay. I know nothing <laughs> you know what you like that's all right mm-hmm. um so I'm just going to, like, continue to hog the microphone because the other okay. thing is that we hatched baby chicks this week. So Yay. we, like, I think I mentioned before we were incubating eggs and then they hatched and there are nine little fluff balls and they are five days old. And my kids call it the pom-pom stage. Yeah. 
Um, my middle kid was holding one, like, just, like, against her cheek. And she's like, I can't believe this isn't a dream. Oh, <laughs> oh that's And so I was like, cute. I know. I feel this anyway. That's adorable. Oh. So now they're out with, like, the mother hen. So we had a broody hen and, like, hatched some of them out of her and half of them in our incubator. So they're all out there. And they're all, like, cute with their mama. And we go and check on them multiple times a day. And, and I took Instagram pictures with them because you have to. Well, duh. Yes. I, it's funny, though, because I have this picture of me when I was like, I don't know, like five or six, maybe. I, I actually can't remember. Maybe I was like seven. But anyway, we were at my aunt's in Ukraine. And it's a picture of me and like four of my cousins. And we're just standing all in a row in front of a house. And we each have just like a little chick in our hands. Aww. And it's just like, it's like a random picture that it's probably like the only picture from that time frame that I have now since, you know, we've moved mm-hmm. continents. But yeah, it always like I always think of that anytime somebody mentions chicks. I was like, yeah, I remember that one time. I have this one picture. That's adorable. <laughs> it's so cute. Yeah. Well, when I was little, I used to pretend that I lived on a farm and I would have to like go and feed the chickens every morning. <laughs> and it was these bushes that we have in my, <laughs> in my house. Did you like throw food into the bushes? yeah well I mean like rocks or something I don't remember I think I just took the bark or whatever was there and was like all right eat chickens you know you know in Beauty and the Beast where she like throws the animal food I was just like very picturesque in my mind I'm like I need this in my life at the beginning when she was like whining about her life and your life you have your life is perfect Belle like stop complaining (laughs) <laughs> every time i watch that i'm like complaining but i think i've seen some memes about it like the baker with his bread like always he's like i've been up since five in the morning baking this bread I'm like, yes oh, i've seen fresh those baguettes every day you poor soul okay but to be fair i do feel like her life was better by the end of the movie well, yes, I mean, yes living in a town to living in a castle with someone you love come on yes. it's better it's better but i felt it was very like this poor provincial life and i'm like you're not poor and you live in the rolling hills. She's like lying in a meadow of flowers. Like, oh, my life. <laughs> <laughs> so terrible. Oh, I'm so clearly funny. a country girl. I was like, what are you whining about? Yeah, clearly. I'm like, oh, girl, you need some like big city living <laughs> to, culture, to make you like... feel better. <laughs> I understand. Well, I'm clearly a big city girl since I had to <laughs> pretend that the bushes in my yard were chickens <laughs> and feed them. <laughs> That's Would you funny. ever get real chickens now that you're an adult? No, because I don't – I am allergic to eggs, I think. Oh. I don't know. They make me throw up, so right. I don't so, know. Right, so, yeah, like your backyard yeah, chickens don't have much appeal. Yeah, if it's baked into a cake or something, I haven't noticed anything bad with that, but just – Surely cake couldn't hurt you. I, I'm just not an egg person. We'll put it that way. <laughs> makes sense. That's fair. Makes sense. I think it did help that I grew up in a – big city like St. Petersburg is like as major city as you can get but mm-hmm. my family like my mom's side of the family all are from Ukraine in a village so it's like that's where I would spend my summers so it's like I had both yeah. sides the best of both yeah. worlds yeah and also I like know that I would not want to live there yeah, well, <laughs> like, I mean I'm I don't want to be a farmer <laughs> yeah like, exactly being a farmer is a lot of work I want to draw pictures and write stories and do that but yeah. I'm happy to have my little chickens and my little garden and that's about as farmy as I get <laughs> makes sense makes sense does anyone else have excitement or is it just me <laughs> Joanna <laughs> what thoughts do you have on small towns <laughs> 
No, not none. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's it. That was the conversation. Like, yeah, we're, we're good. Okay. <laughs> I, I, I'm a city girl. <laughs> yeah. I, I love it up by, um, up in the mountains in Huntsville, Utah. Like my husband and I have talked about like, mm-hmm. maybe living up there, but I have to be close to a good grocery a store city. oh but we went to oh. bear lake I mean, we have grocery stores in the i know no i know okay <laughs> <laughs> i don't actually raise all my own food so we went up to bear lake um for a family vacation and i've always said i wouldn't want to live up there because their grocery store was just this like tiny thing that was like super overpriced but they built one and it's like brand new and it's oh. big and i'm like okay i'm there i'm gonna make <laughs> okay so my husband grew up in a very very small town and it's so funny this one time we were traveling somewhere I don't remember where and we were going through all these small towns and we passed this store that was called the general store and my husband was like <laughs> of it, kind of oh the general store and I'm like that is bigger than food town which is the name of the little <laughs> store in his small town you know i'm like that food town is smaller than that you cannot make fun of it's like okay good point <laughs> it was funny it's cool though i feel like i'm sort of a small town person because um because of my husband i sort of understand it mm-hmm, a little mm-hmm, bit because mm-hmm. of him and i have to say there are definitely like some nice things about the small yeah. thing, you know? It's a trade-off. I always say, like, it's kind of like, I've never been to a convention. We don't have museums. We don't have, like, culture in general. Limited <laughs> restaurants. Uncultured. <laughs> As uncultured, hick. No, it's not that bad. But, you know, like, when I lived in the city when I was younger, like, you could go to the opera and you could go, you know, like, yeah. stuff like that. We don't have that stuff. I mean, they try sometimes, but the pool of resources is smaller. Um, but, you know, it's like, do you care more about that or do you care more about having space and being able to hike in the mountains every day? And so I'm happy where I am. I see the appeal, but I tried it and I am not, you'd have to take me kicking and screaming to make me move into a city. See, I think as long as you've tried it, like people who have have a very hard, like harsh opinion about like one or the other and they Mm -hmm. like look down on people who choose a small time living or or a small town or a big city living but they like never tried it like i'm like you can't you know like i watched a couple movies yeah like it's not the same (laughs) like yeah because i think even as i get older i definitely get the the appeal of a small town a little bit more Um, especially if you have like a family and you're like really settled in life, but also like, I just, I'm still at that stage where I'm like, I just want to travel like all over the place. So Mm -hmm. I don't think I could live in a small town because I would just feel like claustrophobic. You can also travel from a small town. I know. But I mean, like, I feel like you're not in the place that you live in. No, I know. (laughs) But I'm saying the setting of it would be more claustrophobic phobic that not okay and this is this is coming just i know this is coming from somebody who lives in phoenix and thinks it's too small so you know what (laughs) i have opinions my town has three thousand people and we call it a city and i'm like i think it's just like a random designation like you can call anything a city if you decide (laughs) you want to like this is not a city oh that's good effort guys I would like to go travel and visit a bunch of small towns because i think like i love going on like a retreat Yes. yes. Yes, I will. 
I want to hike in your woods because, yes. you know. They are lovely. <laughs> they're beautiful. <laughs> I love them. No, I always um, I always like like the the picturesque cabin by the lake retreat mm-hmm. or whatever, you know, whatever, where you can like really spend time. And I really want to do that for like a week or two weeks or three weeks, like a prolonged period of time. Mm-hmm. So you don't feel like you're like rushing and really get like the feel of like living. Cause in you got to have silence. a little foresty writing retreat last week, right? I did. I back Your photos in... looked lovely. <laughs> yeah. It was, uh, it was back in July that right, I went and I've been posting pictures of it since then because because you hoarded a, a bunch of pictures. pictures up. <laughs> I messaged her while yeah. she was on the trip, and I was like, "You better be taking lots of pictures." Yeah, <laughs> it looks pretty. And I was like, "Yeah." And now that I'm, you know, I'm in the midst of the Beauty and the Beast foresty magical world, mm-hmm. I was like, yeah. "This is perfect time to just make my Instagram as moody and like fantasy esque as possible." So this is what's been happening, but. Yeah, I really like I just I just like being away from my life, obviously, to write because then you just don't you don't think about all the other things that you're like doing, you know, Mm -hmm. Um, you can just really focus and create. But also, like, I am not a morning person at all. You guys (laughs) know this. I like I do just don't do mornings. But on the retreat, like I woke up at like 630 or seven on my own without an alarm every morning. And I just like went outside and just sat out there and like just spent some, you know, alone time, some devotions and just some like creative writing outside of just writing. And like Mm -hmm. it just really refilled like that well. But also like I know I wouldn't be able to do that every single day, not where I am right now in my life, you know, where I like Mm -hmm. I would just be like, I need a museum and I need a Broadway musical and I need a movie like you know so it's just I think like I'm at a point where I'm like I just want to go visit which is why I like love well, going yeah, to visit that's my why friends. it's called the retreat right yeah exactly so I don't know you just I'm need excited. regular ones I think yes I do need I need multiple once a year instead of one that were like two years <laughs> but anyway enough about me we just need to have a queen's retreat sometime we sometime do. when I'm allowed to visit the United States again Nobody's writing during that retreat. We that's all know true. that. Well, that's true. Who are we going to kidding? Right? We're just going to wear pretty dresses and crowns and walk around like princesses. <laughs> just and, kidding. Yep. yep. And Hannah's going to bake for all of us. <laughs> yeah, there you go. And we won't sleep because we'll be talking all night. Yeah. It's going to be, be great. Really I can't good. wait. I'm always like, we should rent a castle. There's some castles in the U.S., isn't there? Oh my gosh. No, we should yes. we should uh, rent a castle in like Germany or something. Well, I mean, so yes, that would be more fun. <laughs> yes. I was trying to be handy for you guys, but I'll travel. I I will get out of US. <laughs> yes, as we know, Valia likes to travel. <laughs> yes. I think I'm just getting really like just that that itch again. I just like I'm I need to go. I just need to go, okay? <laughs> I'm not even like a big traveler and I have that itch. Like if they tell you you can't travel for long enough, yeah, I guess that's true. I mean, I am going to visit my friend in Michigan in October, and I'm very excited about that because I'm actually going during the time when there's leaves on the trees. And so oh, she's no. just like, girl, I'm so excited. We get to go, like, drive over to, like, the middle of nowhere to see some leaves. And, like, she has some really beautiful, picturesque areas, like, where she lives. So I'm like, I'm all there. Very excited. This is like I'm looking forward to it to just a million pictures from that trip too. Yes, yes. Guys, prepare yourself. I'm gonna post those for like a Bobby's year. Instagram is turning into a forest world. I love it. I, it's just 
yeah I love I love like I don't know I just love getting back to photography in general because I just I haven't in a really long time like taking pictures of anything but books which there's nothing wrong with that I love books but sometimes I'm just like let me just be artistic you know so anyway it's fun I like it well anybody else have anything to say before I uh divert us into our trope segment (laughs) no we're good talk about Bella moving on oh yeah Joanna tell us how Vela is going should we tell everyone what it is first yeah go for it remind just us talk no, about just it. talk about it <laughs> <laughs> they'll have to research on their own I'm finding it out of your own. people don't know what it is so it's Amazon's platform for serial stories and all of the like for every story you can read the first three episodes for free okay so I have a story on there And Kristen has a story on there and they're actually very similar. They both have fae and fantasy and adventure and romance and all that. So yeah, you should go check it out. I'm very jealous that I can't read them because yeah oh right it's only available to those in the U.S. We don't know when it'll be available for international and it's only available for people who have iPhones, but you can read it on a browser. Your, your browser. Mm-hmm. So you can read it that way. Yeah. So, but also, Joanna, you're fixing the whole people not being able to read it. Well, right? for my readers, have... <laughs> I, yeah. I did a Patreon a few years ago and I discontinued it because it was just too much. But I just, I just decided because I had some readers reach out that were frustrated that they couldn't access it because they were either out of the country or they had Android phones and couldn't access it. And so I've started my Patreon up again. Um, all my episodes have to be behind a paywall because right. that's the rules. Those are the rules. That, yeah. That can, or Amazon Kindle Vela. Holy cow. I cannot talk today. <laughs> So it's it's on there if you want to read it. Um, it's at patreon.com forward slash Joanna Reader. So pretty easy. Yeah, and I'll link that. Make sure so your, you'll have it. Oh, yes. It ties yes, into your favorites, It ties right? into my favorites. <laughs> Which I love. So I want, I don't know, I guess I'll have to join your Patreon. It, it takes, you know, it takes <laughs> yes. place two generations before my Raven Court series, which Ooh. two generations is like, thousands of years so it's like right I think like 1100 in like the human world so did they go to the human world mm, or is it just no. <laughs> Chris, Chris, well, <laughs> Kristen keeps telling me that I should have them go to the human world I'm just like that's just so much research and but <laughs> there <it is>. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's the fun part to do all the research for it so question <laughs> for you Okay, so what's been fun about this? And I realized this last week because um, I was trying, so I'm a plotter. Like I outline my books. I, I have to, because with three little kids to sit down and write, I kind of need to know where I'm going because sometimes I get interrupted after like 15 minutes. So I can't just sit there and think I about it. You. I know. So um, I, with this serial story, serial stories are written a little bit differently in that they're they're kind of more continuous stories and they can be a lot longer. And I, I joined a group on Facebook um, with a bunch of uh, what they call pantsers, like people that don't outline. And I've been like, yeah, like, like, like Paul, yeah. <laughs> and I've been getting some like tips and stuff from them. So anyway, when I sat down, I was like, okay, I really need to 
figure out where this Vela story is going so that I'm prepared to get, because I have an episode that releases once a week, every Thursday, there's a new one on there. So I need to have an idea of where it's going. And I have like my um, Ravencourt series all outlined and I know like all the scenes that I want and all of that. But when I sat down to this, it was like, I have a handful that I know where it's going right now. And I know what's going to be at the end of season one and the end of season two and the end of season three. But I didn't want to plan more than that, that I kind of wanted to see where the story is going. And so mm-hmm. it was kind of fun to see that because honestly, I've always wanted to write a serial story. I always have. I just, it just, I focused on novels first. And that was the reason yeah. why I started my Patreon in the first place a couple of years ago is because I wanted to do a serial story. I just didn't have the bandwidth for it at the time. But I figured that since I'm doing it on Vela anyway, might as well yeah. just have it available on there too. So anyway, it's been a lot of fun. How many episodes are in a season? Um, I don't know. We will see. Okay. <laughs> I just I just know like I know like the big events. And the, the big yeah, yeah. thing that's going to happen at the very end is something that's already been mentioned in my Ravencourt series. So like I know okay. where it's going and I know like the, the big events that are going to like break it into the different seasons. I just don't know how long it's going to be. Oh, I know where you're setting it then. <laughs> Hannah's like, mm, I know. <laughs> I'm going through my head. I was like, what happened in the Ravencourt series history? Anyway, <laughs> well, now the re- listeners are going to have to read all yeah. of that because so, yeah. they're curious. You know, hopefully, it'll bring like, um, hopefully, my like ebook readers, my book readers of the Ravencourt series will want to go read that and vice versa. So, yeah, but I, oh, I, I love it. I love this story so much. That's that the best. So yeah. <laughs> Those always end up being the best ones to read, too. Like, when the author just mm-hmm. loves the story so much. Mm-hmm. Those are such good books. Yes. Oh, let me tell you That's what it's called. Yeah. It's called... Oh, yeah. What is it called? It's call. called Courting Faith Thieves and Crowns. And you should also check out Kristen's. Hers is called Elven House of Ivy and Bone. And they're... And hers doesn't tie into her no, world, does it? No, hers is, it, is like, different. Totally but hers has this. elves and magic and lots of action, and it's very fast-paced, and it's very good. Yeah. I'll link both of them so you guys can find them easily, and I'll have them on the website and stuff, too. So make sure – and Instagram. I'll link it everywhere, okay? You guys will be <laughs> able to find it. <laughs> so many things. I know. don't know what to do with them. <laughs> you have no excuse. Okay, no, I'm just kidding. Um, but I think the fun part of it is you can read the first three chapters and really, you know, find for yourself if this is a story for you or not. So it's like, I think it's really cool to discover new authors this way too. Like, you know, if you've mm-hmm. never read anything by Kristen, for example, you know, like you can check out this and see how you fit or Joanna or whatever. So I think um, you guys should all check it out. I mean, it's literally free. So <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you, really, you really have no, no excuse, excuse at this point. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. Okay, so speaking of books, <laughs> let's just uh, segue into the trope situation that we're so going to... I know, right? I'm so good at this. <laughs> okay, so for those of you who are new to our show, um, each week we pick a book with a specific trope. 
without telling you what it is. And then the following week, which is this week, we talk about it. Um, and yeah, this trope, uh, I feel like we had some questions about it last week when we were talking about it, but we're just going to dive into it. And Kay's going to start us off. And do you want to tell us what the trope is too? Oh, yeah. Woohoo. <laughs> <laughs> to say what the trope is. Okay. Uh, it is dangerous games and competitions. Ooh. <laughs> so, yeah. Basically, I don't think any of us are talking about the Hunger Games. But, no. Yeah. Just basically think of the Hunger Games. That's what kind of started it all, right? So, um, my book that I read, I actually read the whole series, was Caraval by Stephanie Garber. Um, I really liked Caraval. <laughs> it was a fun one. And anyway, the concept is there's this week-long carnival-like event and you have to, the person who wins gets like a very special magical prize. And it's all just like about whimsy and fun and magic but um the stakes are a little bit the stakes get kind of raised throughout the book where things from her life become part of the stakes too so that is cool and um oh just the ending was really good I really <laughs> liked the ending I liked all of it but I mean, it's I, it's funny because a lot of times I actually like the middle of the book more than any other part. Mm -hmm. But this one, I just felt like she really did a great job with the ending of Caraval. Um, I agree. And I think it's tricky with a book like that that's, like, based around, like, secrets and mystery. And sometimes when it's revealed, it's a letdown. Yeah. And that way it's not at all. Like, it's wonderful. Yeah, like, the reveal is amazing and everything's awesome. There's, like, reveals that you think are the reveals <laughs> you know it's cool <laughs> she did a great job with it so I really liked that I also really liked um the love interest <laughs> he's like okay this is funny because Hannah and I were talking about this because she earlier on a previous episode of the podcast was talking about how legendary she likes the second book in the series I love Dante <laughs> Yeah, he's in my book I boyfriend did, harem. I did not feel that way. I liked book one better than book two, and as we know by now, it's just because of the love interest. He's like in book two, Dante is more of a bad boy. Definitely, it's fine, but that's just not my favorite kind of character. You know, I'm just not super into the bad boys. I'm like, oh, you have too many problems for me. I just need to find he really more. is a lot of work. You know? In the end, you're like, was Dante worth it? I don't know. No, but right. I still love them. Uh, is the yeah. second one about the sister? Which is fine. I've read Car Caraval. Yeah. I just haven't read the whole series. And then the third one is both of them. It alternates okay. POVs. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, I really liked the love interest of book one. And um, I, I, I'm like, maybe this is a spoiler to say this. Maybe I won't say it. Anyway. Um, it's very, it's really very unique. <laughs> like the things like that's part of the, I guess, game. It's very unique. The things that are happening that. Yes. And the magic and too the is unique. The and it's also like, it's lush feeling the whole thing. Like it feels yes. rich and it feels magical and it feels like something you would love to experience, even though. You're like, I don't know, the, at the beginning, they, like, tell them when they're going in, they're like, don't forget, it's just a game, nothing's real. And then you go in, and the whole book, she's just questioning whether that's true or not. You're like, is it just a game? 
is it not real? <laughs> and you don't know until the very end. And I, I loved that. Like, it's not, like, I don't like books that are super, I don't know, like, depressingly intense, like, we're going to die the whole time, necessarily. But I love the, just the uncertainty of it in yeah. this one. Well, because, of course, they say it's all a game, but there are Mm -hmm. things that are real. That's Mm -hmm. the thing, you know? And so you don't know which things are. Yeah. (laughs) So it's cool. Um, I was going to say something else, but I forgot. But anyway, it's very whimsical. It's also, I I guess I wouldn't call it dark, but, like, the conflicts are pretty serious, Mm -hmm. I guess. So I say it's whimsical, but it doesn't, it still has that, like, serious feel to it's like it. fluffy it's not fluffy whimsical <laughs> it's not yeah it's not fluffy whimsical it's more like dark carnival <laughs> yes. feel yeah yeah like, which i think is also really interesting for this trope because like typically we associate like dangerous games with like competition right like that's like where mm-hmm. our minds go of like fighting for your life or like a tournament or something like that but this one is like different because like it's it's a whole thing that's like the whole book is just a it's like a puzzle that they're yeah, trying to solve yeah, yeah. and yeah. they see who solves yeah. the puzzle first so it's a competition that like only one person can win mm-hmm. but it's not like all the other people like get slaughtered or something right <laughs> yeah <laughs> they just no, didn't win nobody dies if they lose the competition i'll say yeah, yeah. <laughs> i mean that's not it's not off the table though yeah i guess yeah. <laughs> yeah they're not meant to it's, die it's not a, yes. like, punishment. If you lose, you don't die. That's not your punishment or anything, you know? Yeah. <laughs> anyway, but, yeah, there are there are some bigger stakes in it. And she's got that dress in it that, like, changes. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Based on her the mood dress. and, like, things. And it's, it's like a character of its I know, own. No, it's, like, almost too over the top for me. But I still kind of, it just, like, it suits the book really well. So I mm-hmm. love it. Yeah. And I felt like it suited the character, too. I liked Scarlet having the dress it felt like that fit her more than her sister so mm-hmm. I mean like there's some pretty sweet dresses her... in the second book too though yeah the yes exactly <laughs> Tella gets her own dresses that are very magical and beautiful but they're just I don't know different and she's got you know the dark hair with the white streak which obviously means she's cool <laughs> I would say this on the podcast because no, no one can see me this is what my hair is um, <laughs> but I'm always like, whenever I'm like trying to make a list of like all the characters that have the same hair as me it's really funny is there one. is there a two um, rogue has one too right the from rogue? x-men rogue. rogue from um and uh a Aurora white streak from huh? Aurora burning books she oh has. i haven't read those and then in oh yeah she thorns, does that's like nathaniel's demon mark and the girl has it for a bit too the like white streak oh yeah that other book that i haven't finished so and then, um, these are cool books rose, rose's, cool book. Cool rose's book too yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah fay away oh, oh okay i haven't read that one Hers it's is, it's is it a, like, it's a reverse one, but it? i think there's gonna be another character with it like yours yeah. the other way around mm-hmm. yeah. who has it like yours the dark hair with the white okay streak, well yeah. moving higher up in my tbr because <laughs> just because to the hair <laughs> i keep thinking i want to do fan art reason. or like photo shoots or something with all these characters but i haven't yet gone right. that, would be oh, cool. that would be cool be with all of them together they're like, oh, you have a... <laughs> I know. I was, again, I'm not saying I'm magical, but I'm not saying I'm not. <laughs> How to get Hannah to read your books. Okay. <laughs> Duly yeah. noted. Oh, if you've ever thought about writing a book that you specifically wanted Hannah to read. <laughs> yeah. Put a character on the cover. We have an idea. Hair, white streak. Um, I was going to say also Damia, which is an Anne McCaffrey from way back in the day. She's got a white streak. Oh. And 
I always thought it was really cool when I was younger and reading it, and then my hair turned into that. So, did you make it happen with your magic? I'm yeah. not saying I did. I'm not saying I did. <laughs> <laughs> no that's comment. Like, <laughs> that, that's like the thing where it's like I'm not saying I'm Batman, but no one's ever seen Batman. And me in the same exactly. Together, exactly. So. <laughs> yeah, really prove it one way or another. So. Oh my goodness, that's funny. Okay, well, Hannah, you read a book this week that was different from the one that you picked and announced last week this was bound to happen sooner or later yeah it happens i think i did that too actually at one point but um yeah you did yeah hannah's gonna hannah's gonna explain her reasoning for you guys so don't like get confused it is a different book but i will also link in case you want to read it so go for it yes okay yeah i picked a book that I had started reading and then I had stopped reading because it was making me anxious because it was during the pandemic and it's like rather plaguey and what was the, the book, book was to best the boys by Mary Weber so oh, okay. I I have like felt bad about only reading part of this book for multiple reasons one of which is that Mary Weber seems like the nicest person on earth on Instagram I'm like she's so nice <laughs> um and I like the concept of it And I just, like, I want to like this book. But unfortunately, I once again this week was just having a lot of anxiety. And I have to protect my mental health. And a way I do that is by controlling what I read and what I watch. Um, And I know things that trigger me. And I honestly, I didn't even start reading it because I kept flipping through it and trying to find my spot and just, like, couldn't make myself read it. So I would still, like, totally recommend that book to people. I've heard it's great. Everyone seems to love it that's read it. Um, it just was not the book for me this week. And that happens. <laughs> it's been, yeah, yeah, it's been, it's been a bunch of things. Like we've had COVID cases up in our area and, um, I'm the part of BC where the wildfires are so bad that I can't see, like, I don't know. I can see about 10 meters from my window. <laughs> That's about all. So these things make me not very happy. Um, I got out of my funk yesterday by watching Mamma Mia 2. I was like, you can't be sad and listen to Adam. <laughs> sure. Yeah, it's one of my theories. It's good philosophy. It actually helped quite a bit. Um, I have a, a book... theory for ABBA, actually. Oh, but continue. Okay, no, no, quick. What's your ABBA theory? Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> so, <laughs> say that. Yeah. Okay, so back in Russia, when we had to do PE, which we had to do, we didn't have a choice. We just had to do it continuously every single day since you started school. But anyway, my teacher. When you had to do what? PE. I mean, we had to do that here too. Well, uh, no, when I came to America, you get to choose if you could be PE if you needed to do PE or you would just do it like once a week or something. Like it it wasn't like an every single day thing for like hours. But anyway, Anyway. um, yes. (laughs) But anyway, when we had to run like our miles and we did it inside. So like during when it was like really cold outside, we would do it inside. And when it was Mm -hmm. warmer outside, which is not by much, but still we would like run the laps outside. But anyway, when we did it inside, my uh, teacher, whatever, he would always put on ABBA records. Like there was Mm -hmm. like a huge old record player up in the booth up upstairs and he would like take out the records and he played and he would just play that for us the whole time we were running we're like running five miles and we're just like running around this (laughs) gym and he would just play abba (laughs) the whole time and i think it's because it honestly made people happier to run (laughs) (laughs) sure (laughs) like it was the most random thing ever but like i can sing all the songs now because i was trying not to die but i'm like mama mia here we go again (laughs) 
<laughs> anyway, sorry, continue. I love that. I think that should be like, if anyone's trying to get back into running, there's all these playlists, <laughs> just skip ABBA. them, put on ABBA. Oh, I love it so much. Anyway, anyway, so I had to pick a comfort book and I picked one I had read before and read it again. I'm about halfway through now. And that is The Scorpio Races by Maggie Stefalter. How do we say her name? Stefalter. 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 Um, and I I love this book for so many reasons. I see Joanna is like grinning over I'm, in the other corner. I'm Joanna mad loves this book. for not picking this one because I love this book. <laughs> She's like, how did I not think I of this? I'm like, good thing, because it's mine now. <laughs> She's one of my favorite authors, so why did I think she, that? Yeah. Well, and you did do one of her books previously. I did the Raven, the Raven the Boys. The Raven yeah. Boys, yeah. Which you have to great. share, Joanna. <sighs> it's what do I have to share? Uh, Maggie. <laughs> she has to share yes. Maggie. <laughs> oh, yeah. You can't have her all to yourself. Other people are allowed to love Maggie. Oh. <laughs> 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 wow. Well, never okay. mind. I'm going to stop making comments. Not Continue. Back to kindergarten, Joanna. You need no. to share. It doesn't belong to just you. <laughs> she, she's a bestseller. <laughs> Other people love her. Um, anyway, but can I just, oh, so I saw a, this thing that made okay, me feel okay. a lot better about just books and writing in general, that there was someone that posted one of her books and they're like, eh, not very good. So I'm like, okay, I love her and they don't. So if someone doesn't love mm-hmm, my stuff, yeah. that doesn't mean anything. It's not awesome. Yeah. Yep. Just, Continue. Yeah. <laughs> it's a good point not everyone's I, I have it saved on my phone I screenshotted it because I think it was the, it was the <laughs> Raven boys that they were talking about there's like two people oh, like right. yeah, I didn't really like it not really a great book or whatever I'm like what that's like you know. so next time you get a one-star review I'm gonna you pull, just pull that, that up, up and and like, <laughs> hey you know what that was one of the first thing I think Beth Revis was the one who taught me this is you go to a Goodreads and you find your absolute favorite book and you click on that one star review rating and you're gonna see all these one star reviews and it's just like your favorite book you're like see it's not mm-hmm. just you people just have yeah. different opinions and yeah. that if you that's like a good coping yeah. mechanism which, yeah which is why it. i screenshotted it i was like okay if this yeah. is one of my favorite books and this is what these people are saying i need to remember mm-hmm. this when i get those bad reviews of my own book and my husband i had do. him read the scorpio races and he like did read the whole thing but he thought it was kind of depressing and i was like this book is a comfort book for me i, I will admit it's not like perky <laughs> but Anyway, I'll tell you about the book. If you yes. have not read it, it's it is one of the only books that's a standalone that I'm not mad at for being a standalone. It is like mm-hmm. a perfect okay. standalone. I think part of that is the world building. It's um it takes place like in on Earth, on this island that doesn't actually exist, one presumes. I actually didn't look it up. I don't, I don't think, think it, it exists. And um, I don't know, I didn't also didn't research it. <laughs> And we're, we're all like just exchanging looks they're like oh. I don't think it does I, I don't think, think it does and it's got like kind it's of like Genovia well like wait like Genovia is not real <laughs> Genovia totally real oh, yeah. I'm just kidding <laughs> you'll be the princess I'm gonna find you yet okay. Okay, sorry okay. this episode okay I can't believe I'm the one trying to keep you guys on track today this I know sign of how bad it's gotten um Okay, so there's this island. It's got, like, Welsh-Irish vibe. Um, we know it's not off the States because there's somebody who's referred to as the American. Okay, um, and it ha- they have cars, but you don't know. It could be, like, 
now or it could be in the 40s. You can't tell. It's just like a car and it's red. Um, so it's kind of like an island out of time. And it's kind of gloomy, rainy. And they wear a lot of sweaters. Like that's as much you got for the world building, really. Most people <laughs> who live on the island stay on the island. And then every fall, these water horses come up out of the water and they are like based on Celtic mythology and they are carnivorous and would just like bite your arm and drag you back into the ocean. So they think, we're going to race these. So <laughs> a bunch of the guys Naturally. will like, they'll try and get, they'll try and like capture one of these horses and there's like some charms and tricks and things um, to get them. And then they spend a month training them and then they have the Scorpio races and they race them on the beach. So the thing is that it seems like you almost believe this island is real and that these water horses are real. They're just only there and you haven't heard about it yet because everything else is so grounded in reality that it like it's completely believable. You're like, of course there are carnivorous water horses. Like, why wouldn't there be? It's totally normal. <laughs> um, so there's I love that. I love that because it just yeah, it's she's so good at magical realism as like having the real world and then just shifting it just like this tiny little bit so that you I don't know I love it and then we have two characters and one is Puck and her name is Kate but no one remembers her name um she's been Paul Puck since she was little she's she's there with her younger brother and her older brother because her parents got killed by these water horses when they were out in a fishing boat so she hates them she thinks they're terrible um, but she wants to enter the Scorpio races, um, partly for the money and partly just to piss off her older brother, as far as I can tell, <laughs> because he's saying he's going to leave and go to the mainland, which I have to say, like, I feel betrayed by, <laughs> like, that any, like, older brother would be like, see you guys, you can fend for yourself. They're only, like, 14 and 16 or something. So she's mad, she's going to enter the races. And she thinks she can do it. Like, she goes down and, like, looks at all the water horses and talks to them. And she's like, I can't do it. So she decides to enter her horse, Dove, who's just, like, a normal horse. And she's going to race her horse against all these carnivorous water horses on the beach. And then the other character is Sean. And Sean is, like, the horse boy who works for a big stables. And he has this water horse that he loves named Cor. And it's, like, his whole life. But it's not his horse. And he can't afford to buy it. And he saved up his whole life to try and get this horse. And the guy won't sell it to him because he wants him to stay and work for him still. And they come in the end to the agreement that if he wins, he gets his horse. I believe. I haven't got to that point yet, but that's what I remember. <laughs> Joanna? Yeah. I think so. So they both have... So they're both going to race. And it's like, that's the setup. And it's this story of, like, them learning, like, the racing stuff and spending time. Like, he's won the last four, I think. Like, he's good. Um... So, like, they fall in love, and it's super sweet, and I love Sean, because he, like, when it's his point of view, there's all these times when he's going to say something. It, like, says what he would say, but he doesn't, because he just doesn't feel like talking to people. So it's like he's, like, very introverted and very, like, stoic, but you get to see, like, exactly how he's feeling and what he would say to everyone. And then when Puck meets him, you, like, know what he's like inside, so it's, like, even though he's, like, super stoic, you can feel it. Um, so I was trying to decide, like, why I love this book so much, apart from the fact that it's incredibly well-written and lyrical and wonderful. And it was, like, bringing me back to, have you guys seen The Man from Snowy River? Did you watch that when you were younger? I don't think oh, I have. I feel like I've seen that 
when I was really little. Has anyone seen the man from Snowy River? I swear that was one of my first fictional crushes. Was the kid in, or well, the boy, man, whatever. He's the man from Snowy River. He's like a coming of age thing, right? And it's another like horse boy, and he like has to get these Mustangs, and and it's in Australia. And I I loved horses when I was younger. I I mean they're still awesome, obviously, but. So it brings out, like, the horse-loving child in me and then also the one that had a crush on Jim Craig and the man from Snowy River. Please, someone in Instagram, <laughs> tell me I'm not alone. This movie made a big impact <laughs> in my life. I remember watching it and, like, feeling things. Like, <laughs> anyway, I don't know how old I was, like, 11 or something. I was like, whoa. Um, I had one more thing. Oh, and I was also going to say, if you think carnivorous horses are fun, um, we also have these in Joanna's books. She yes. took similar mythology. And I love yours because yours are like dangerous when you're they're wet. And then yeah. when they dry out, they're like pretty chill. And yeah. they can run on top of yeah. water. Yeah. So, so um I love that in your books. When Maggie wrote this book, the her um, I think they're called Kap Ishka. Her carnivorous water horses, they're based off of um, fairy horses. And when I first started researching for my face series, I bought a fairy encyclopedia and there's actually lots of different types of water horses and mine are called cabalushtis so a little bit different and I kind of took a twist on it and changed them a little bit but they're based off of like actually (laughs) they're based off of real (laughs) real myths so yeah and and it was because of that book that I needed to have water horses in mine (laughs) Yeah. yeah, I love it. I love it. Even though they're a little bit we different, have, I think I think Maggie's are a little bit more dangerous, like quite a bit more dangerous than mine are. They are, yeah. yeah. I mean, they're ripping people's arms off and killing dogs and stuff. Um, but that's kind of it. The fact that Sean loves his horse so much, and that the like carnivorous water horse actually loves him back, is beautiful in the book. Because you're like anyone could be loved by a normal horse, but. It's a if you like horses, it's wonderful. <laughs> cool. With a twist. Oh, and National Velvet. You guys watch National Velvet when you were kids? These are my like horse. Oh, I'm alone here. I was the only horsey child, apparently. There's a lot of them out there. It's fine. It's fine. I wasn't even like that. I feel either. bad. <laughs> I um like the idea of horses a lot but you know not growing up in a small town I don't think I back to the small town thing I didn't have a horse I rode them at summer camp that is cool well that's cool I loved that but I had a course that I rode like once because it lived in Ukraine and I lived in Russia. <laughs> they're like, but it's your horse. Yeah, that's basically every time I go, get, go visit for the summer, they're like, look, it's your horse. I'm like, oh, it's still here. <laughs> <laughs> I would have jumped on that idea if I was a kid. Like, yeah, that's my horse. It's awesome. No, no, I, cl- I claimed the horse. Yeah. I did. But like, I, I was a kid. Like, I couldn't do anything or whatever. Yeah. Like, I was a, a city girl. I'm like, okay, cool. I'll pet it. <laughs> like, <laughs> what am I doing with this? Anyway. But I love it. So, Joanna, let's talk about your book. Okay. Which you had to read because you didn't think of the Scorpio races. Exactly. (laughs) But I really liked this book. So I'm excited to talk about it anyway. So I read um, The Princess Trials by Cordelia Castell. And it's a 
it's a dystopian that takes place like in the far future. I think it takes place here, like on earth, but it's in the far future. Like there's mention of places in the United States, but it, um, nuclear war has like devastated the land. It's all deserty and there's not much water, but there's this, um, this kingdom that kind of controls everything. So the main character, her name is Zia and she lives, she's a harvester and like, that's her job. Like her whole family, that's their job is to harvest food, basically to be sent in to the inner parts where like the rich people are, they call, they call, so it's like a caste system where there's different echelons. Anyway, so she is a part of this like underground revolutionary group and they want her to enter what's called the princess trials and what the princess trials is is it's kind of like the bachelor bachelorette it's kind of like the selection where they have 30 girls from all over trying to compete to win the hand of the prince which is kind of the plot of like the selection but the difference is is that it's not just like wearing pretty dresses and eating fancy food and going to balls it's doing these trials that are kind of like the hunger games where they're like super deadly so (laughs) they have to like traverse yeah super high stakes and like half the time the prince isn't even involved in this but her job is to go like undercover to find routes into the palace so that the like revolutionaries can kind of take over and there's a sort of love triangle because she's she's had a crush on this guy forever and he's like the leader's son and he's like trying to pump her up like you can do this and afterwards we can be together and blah 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 but then she meets the prince and he's a sweetheart and <laughs> he kind of likes her and so anyway I've I've read the the first two books in the series and I love it so I will continue reading it but as I've been reading it I've noticed and I didn't say this before but my Vela story the courting fae thieves and crowns it's um a mix between the selection and throne of glass and it also has elements from the princess trial so that's another comp for it but anyway it's it's really good it's a good why did, that just just sounds like a joanna book like it does. Through. <laughs> yeah <laughs> love triangle the bachelor yeah. yes <laughs> plus all the maybe that's why i love this story dying. so much <laughs> yes <laughs> That's really yeah. cool. I think we've like mentioned somebody was reading it maybe before or we like recommended it. Oh, okay, it was you. It yeah, was so me. I like have it on my list to read, but I'm just like not, you know, me and my TBR list are forever fighting. <laughs> I know. Um <laughs> so but that's how that sounds fun. Yeah. Yeah. So the the comps for it, it says it's perfect for fans of the Hunger Games and the selection. So it's kind of like a mix between the so yeah. I like, I mean, I like the high stakes competition thing. So like, I'm not a big fan of the bachelor, the bachelor, like I will. Cause I've no one dies. Yes, <laughs> I just, I don't know. I'm like, <laughs> I'm kidding. No, but I think I really like the fact that they have to do other stuff. 
you know, like, instead of just, like, smile in pretty dresses and try to have a conversation, but, like, get to know each yeah, other, like, yeah. actually, like, let's, you know, battle it out or whatever. Can you know if someone <laughs> really loves you, if they're not if willing not to battle, battle <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> so unrealistic to just you guys have get have conversations okay? and fall in love. <laughs> Yes. So what we need is like, is it, uh, is it true love if there's not fighting yeah. involved? You need like the and I don't mean fighting with each other. I mean weapons with an enemy. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like American Gladiator, and like combine them into one show. That is what I expect of my future. <laughs> <laughs> For me, okay. <laughs> oh my goodness, that's really funny. Yeah. Uh, so I'm gonna talk about my book now because it kind of like falls into the same category of like a televised competition show um we have we have a theme here no because I think it's like really interesting because a lot of dystopian I know has the the competition aspect right because you're trying to better your position in life right mm-hmm. like uh with I mean obviously the princess trials kind of does the same thing as mm-hmm. the hunger games like you get that like status and you get all that stuff um yeah, I didn't so- mention that but it is televised so everyone's watching Okay, yeah, that Ooh. makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so I read the uh the, the Hunger Games. I read the Fairy Games, uh, <laughs> by Michelle Matto, and it kind of has like the same aspect, except it's uh Greek mythology that's involved in it. Um, and so um, Selena Pierce uh, lives on an island of Avalon, and it's like this magical place where like everybody has magic except for her, <laughs> and she is the daughter of the king and queen of Avalon. So there's like a lot of pressure on her not having uh, magic right off the bat, but she like feels like she's never fit in or anything like that. And then um, she's like not allowed to leave the island. Like it's like a it's like a huge statement from the beginning that like, you cannot leave the island, and that's all she wants because that's all she's ever known. And it's obviously hard for her because she's doesn't have magic and she lives in a magical island. But anyway, as her poor provincial life. Uh, yes, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Yeah. Live on a magical island. Quick complete. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Basically. Um, I, I would that's fair though, why she wouldn't want to. Yeah, yeah. It's just I, I mean just, I, I can tease. understand why it's weird. Yes. Um but anyway, so she meets uh this mysterious Julian and everything kind of changes because she or he actually drags her through a portal uh that ends up in a Fae. So she like ends up in Fae. And yeah, um, there's like a mystery of why she doesn't have magic, actually. And then, of course, of course, right? <laughs> why not? <laughs> and then she has to compete in the annual fairy games, which is a televised reality show competition where half bloods fight to the death. Um, and she has to like make friends and figure out what's going on with her and see if like she can trust Julian, who like technically has betrayed her already by dragging her into this world right (laughs) Uh, but now like he's part of the competition too and so like you have to like i mean you have to make allies in order to uh like continue on and stuff and you get like blessed by a um great god when the beginning of the show and like they they give you the like the power whatever god gives you the power that you can use during the show and um so she gets one i don't know if i should say what it is it might be spoiler (laughs) 
I'm like <laughs> trying to I'm like I'm trying to think if it I was know. like a it's big... always I always hate that when you're like about to say something and then it's like wait yeah I was like wait, wait. Okay. Never mind. you'll just have to read it <laughs> yeah so anyway it's like okay so this is like super fast paced right Michelle is like known for her very fast paced very like um fast books and it's this is no it's not it's no different it's, I like flew through this and it does uh deal with the Greek mythology which I love Greek mythology so it's like really mm-hmm. fun to just like read more of it um in a different setting obviously and stuff but it, like if you like like Hunger Games or like even Percy Jackson like this was like a good very fast-paced book and there's five books it's a complete series so like you can really binge it really fast um and it's finished. Yeah, right? it's finished. Yeah. And I do like the concept of like games to not just just like not only to succeed in your world, like in the sense of like Hunger Games where you like get, you know, a better position or whatever, but just like actually competing for like the gauntlet or whatever. You know what I mean? Like actually like a physical thing that they have to win. I think that's like a really fun aspect like I want to write like a game into <laughs> my do books it. Do so it. they can like do it. there's nobody like nobody dies like as a punishment but they can in the thing you know and it's just like a I don't know I think it's just really fun like I love like like I love stuff like that where it's like you have to outwit your opponent <laughs> what's well, even like, like the things. fourth Harry Potter was always my favorite the, is that the goblet? Gob- yeah, the goblet of yeah, fire. That's my favorite. Right? My favorite. Yeah, it's like that one's not my favorite. Well, <laughs> bye. <laughs> I did like the fourth one a lot. Because I, uh, I, I love the competition in that one. And yeah. you can't, and that's the same. Like even though it's um, for a bit of a younger audience, you can die, and someone does die. Well, and that's where those. everything turns. It's yeah, yeah, and yeah. that's when Harry yeah. Potter's not for kids anymore. Yeah, yeah that's. <laughs> the first the stakes go up yeah exactly exactly for the whole series yeah but I do think it's like it's just the whole concept of games is really fun I remember when we did like the dystopian genre um I read the testing and the Mm -hmm. that trilogy was really fun for me because it had the mental state like the mental uh competitions as well as just like physical competitions so I really like when there's like just more than one you know like there's not just like physically like you have to like climb a wall like if you're doing like a Spartan race or something or I don't know you know but like when you have something else so it like adds to it I guess yeah that's cool besides puzzles and things there are other ones that's cool I like that kind of have that in Divergent too a little bit yeah Uh, yeah kind of yeah. So those are like my favorite types of like games and stuff, which I think like Car- Carval is fun because of that. Like it's not just like it's not a physical game that they like. I mean, yeah, there's like right. some stuff, but it's not like I don't know. You know what I mean? <laughs> some of it's riddles yeah. and some of it's yeah, mind yeah, games yeah. and finding clues yes. and all that. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So, yeah, that's that's what I read. That's that's what we got uh good books but we have some recommendations as well if you want more so okay you have a book for us i am recommending trial of thorns by stacy trombley uh this one also is a lot like the hunger games but it has fey which i love <laughs> of course we all love the fey uh this book was really cool it has really high stakes um 
the main character is it's like her only chance to not be banished anymore if she wins but the other guy who wants to win he has a very compelling reason for wanting to win also but only one person gets to win so it's pretty intense and um, they hate each other let's go and, and they, they have to work together each other. A part of it you're like yes. oh true yes, yes. <laughs> it's so good so good <laughs> so it's really fun it's um it's kind of yeah, just read it, all right? Then you'll know what I'm talking about. <laughs> it's a great one. There you go. Hannah, what about you? You had two books, right? That you I did. You didn't think of one, so I thought of two. It's true, because I'm terrible at doing homework, but continue. It's fine. It's fine. I have mentioned before that I had been reading Shadowfall by Audrey Gray, but I didn't officially recommend it. So um, this is also one I couldn't read right now. If you're an anxious person, wait until you're in a good mood. Uh, cause it's pretty brutal, but it's super fun. If you love the, you know, hunger games, dystopia and fight to the death, as we've discussed, um, this is like in a world where to start with, everything's been a mess for a while. There's a class system and revolutions and crap. And then also an asteroid is hurtling towards the earth and has been for a while. So they've been seeing it coming and they're like, we're all doomed. Um, so they've made this space station that the emperor and his like chosen happy people get to live on the space station and not, you know, die when the asteroid hits the earth, which I only take up part of it, but then there's dust clouds. It's just, you know, it's a mess. So they're having these trials and if you win the trials, which are televised, blah, 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 fight to the death, puzzles, things, uh, you get to go (laughs) beyond the space station and not be dead you know die <laughs> um i mean some of them might live they got put in like you know they like stuck them in these little things they're supposed to protect them and anyway but better to be on the space station and then this well, have you ever read hitchhiker's guide to the galaxy yeah. i have watched the movie <laughs> it was a while ago. oh the movie, okay. oh, the movie. <laughs> there's, a, there's a part where like the earth is gonna like be destroyed and they make these three spaceships to go send off to another place and they like put all of the um, like the doctors and the scientists and like the really smart people right, the best in the, of humanity in the best of humanity in the first ship and then they put all of the like the lawyers and the oh, I can't remember like all of like the the middle people the bureaucrats the bureaucrats and all of them all the government people in the second ship and then third shift they put all of the like service workers like the food handlers and the custodians and all that and they send off the second ship first to go like be the trailblazers and they're like just kidding <laughs> we don't need those people anyway and anyway it's just funny like send them off into oh. space and that's how they get rid of all of these people that all of the government people <laughs> and the bureaucrats and all of them and it's a funny book guys it's supposed to be it's funny hilarious book. <laughs> Anyway, anyway, this book is much less funny. <laughs> um, the girl's name is Maya, and she gets um, her and this guy that she can't trust, blah, 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 um, get put, um, like, planted by the rebels into this trial. So she's like, also, you know, like, it's a trial, you could get a spot on the space station, but they're really trying to bring down the Emperor, so... There's plots within plots. Ooh. I always think, like, Hunger Games is bad enough. Now imagine <laughs> Asteroid 
hurtling towards Earth in, it says on the thing, in exactly 552 hours, an asteroid will end life as we know it. <laughs> You're like, so that's cool. Um, <laughs> it's very fast-paced. If you, like, just want a fast-paced, bingy, slightly violent read, then you would like it. <laughs> More than slightly violent. Fairly violent. <laughs> Perfect. Okay, the um, other book? <laughs> the other book is, I'm getting there. I was bringing up in Goodreads. So the other one, I it's been a while since I read it, but I did really enjoy it. And it's The 100th Queen, 100th Queen by <laughs> Emily R. King. So that was my problem. I was reading both lines at once. And this takes place in a fantasy world that's kind of based on ancient India, ancient Sumaria sort of thing. And... Um, the Raja has 99 queens and he is holding trials for his hundredth queen and you have to battle all the other 99 queens, I believe, and all the courtesans to like find your placing in it. Um, so that was fun. And, uh, it it goes on, there's four books in the series and there is like magic and revolutions and forbidden love we always love a good revolution all these things <laughs> so it's not like she's just like hooray i'm so excited i want to be part of a harem i'm going to battle my way <laughs> she doesn't have a choice and she's not down with it and of course falls in love with someone else which is forbidden and... love it yeah it's a good time <laughs> all right joanna you had a book yes i'm going to recommend Kay's book whoop whoop Yay! <laughs> the Elements of the Crown. Um, this this is a epic fantasy, young adult fantasy series that is complete. And she released it as novellas first, but now it's bundled into three books. Correct? Yes. yes. So, um, main character, she attends an elite academy, and the world building is amazing in this because Kay is really good at world building. True. <laughs> but the the main character she had um they they deal with elemental magic like fire and water and things like that and she has to go through these trials to try to become the most powerful student in this academy to make her life better and there's some really fun uh trials in it like games in it there's like a i remember the like a board game that she has to do and there's a maze and one of my I love a good maze yes <laughs> one of my favorite parts was when the main character in the love interest made this like it was like ice and fire tree that like melded together so mm-hmm. cool anyway yes. <laughs> it's the best it's, it <laughs> i'm not biased <laughs> when i think of those books that's what i think of is that scene Mm-hmm. Oh, that's what cool. I think of too. <laughs> that's because Hannah did an illustration for that scene. So very it's bingy, fun. which is amazing. Very bingy, and it's the series is complete, so you can read it all. It's great. I love that the queens have just like so much to choose from. If you guys want to read any of the books <laughs> that we've written, um, but yeah. So if you ever want to pick up any of the books we're discussing, I do have a bookshop page uh, set up, and the list for this episode will be under this episode's title and number. So make sure to check that out. It'll be linked in the description and on our website and in Instagram because I link things everywhere. We have discussed this and <laughs> and yeah. And now kind of an, an announcement. Oh my gosh, kind of an announcement time. 
<laughs> Let me see if I can talk. But uh, we're just springing this on you guys. But this is officially the end of season one. Yay! Yay! <laughs> Yeah, I'm really excited. Uh, We're doing things a little bit differently starting next week. Uh, So yeah, don't worry, we're not going anywhere. There's no... It's not one of those things where they say it's the end of season one and then two years later, you're like, are you going to release another episode? Do not be concerned. Exactly. We will be back next week as usual. And you've had already had a taste of like the fun we're having on the podcast in our bonus episodes. Um, So we'll just be doing a little bit more of kind of unscripted and crazy and having discussions and doing special interviews. And oh my gosh, you guys, it's going to be fun. And I'm very excited. And yeah, so you'll have to be here next week to uh, hear what's going on because we are not going anywhere and we're doing more stuff. So yeah, yay. I'm excited. (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, before we go, uh, let's talk about what everybody's reading this week so Kay what's on your TBR so I started this one a little while ago but I just had to read other things but I'm gonna finish it this week House of Salt and Sorrows by Erin A. Craig nice Hannah um well I need to finish the Scorpio races because now I started my reread and remembered that it's my favorite and (laughs) I am also reading Reign of Magic by K.M. Shea um which is fun because her the last book in the series is coming out in like four days. So we'll see. Okay. Joanna, what about you? I I am been reading and I'm still reading and I'm not just reading. I'm like digesting this book <laughs> because it's so much. I'm reading The Starless Sea by Erin Morgenstern. Okay. Rachel Huffmeyer and I did a buddy read back in July and I recommend that book reading with a buddy because there's a lot to digest. Like I said, I'm still digesting that book. (laughs) Okay. Good to know. And I will be reading, I just got this in the mail, actually, The Inheritance Games by Jennifer Lynn Barnes. So I'm very excited. Speaking of games. I'm interested and in puzzles. that one. So you tell me how it is. I'm very excited about it. But yeah, um, thank you for listening to The Reading Queens. Uh, before you go, please take a moment to leave us a review and follow us on your favorite podcast platform. And then stay tuned for next week. Happy reading. Bye. Bye. Bye.